0: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, people? Thank you for hitting play on this podcast. This is For the Vibes, Reggae 360's official podcast. And guess what you're getting yourself into? All right. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you're, uh, you know, locked into our social media, but we're doing a new thing. It's called the Top 10 Songs of the Week. Basically, what we do is we look at all the songs that dropped last Friday. All right. And we pick our 10 favorite. We put a poll up. On Facebook, get input from the people. Now it's important to know this, okay? The top ten songs that you guys vote, it's not automatically in. All right, there's another layer, okay? Because we want to be authentic, we want to give our uh, take, we want to be curators, tastemakers in the pregame rock game. So that's what we're doing, and we got ten songs that we think are absolute fire. You need to hear them. We're gonna play them. We're gonna give you a little bit of a review, and then if you if you didn't think that that was enough, all right, we're also gonna fire up an amazing interview. And this week our interview is legendary. Kelly Knoll, Bradley Knoll's sister. Man, I can't, I'm just, I can't wait for you to hear this interview. It's amazing. All right. So I've told you what you're getting into. We're gonna do five songs, play the interview, do another five songs, okay? And then a little positive thought of the weekend in. We always do that. Go back, listen to old episodes. You're gonna hear it every week. But that's what it is. And it's not just me, your boy JB, here. We got a couple other people in the mix.
1: Boys, introduce yourselves. It introduce ourselves. You want us to
0: listen, man. I'm not gonna do everything. God damn it. You gotta pull your weight around here. Evan, introduce yourself, dude.
1: Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm
0: Sorry, that I'm was never, dude, that was negative. I I've came on. I've never done this before. All right, uh, like, this is not in my contract. Evan, just say hi to the people. Just talk to yeah, them. Yo, what man. up,
1: people? I'm Evan. Most importantly, you know, it isn't me, right? You talk to me every week, but this is episode six of us. Wait, having wait, wait, wait. It.
0: Give him a fun fact about yourself, man.
1: Give him. Let them know the people um, know who the real Evan Yarmo is. Uh, you got a mullet? Real? I do have a mullet. It's pretty sick. It's a fucking slick ass. It's a nice shirt, right? considering with going with a nice dirty mustache too to match the mullet soon i don't know if i can commit to that i like i like uh our other co-host here's mustache who i was about to introduce before i rudely interrupted do right. you know what i'll just sit back i'm just gonna do my thing sit you guys back, take it from Doug, here. sit back because we've also got another special individual here with us today he's out in arizona He's chilling. He's a musical genius, but keeps it hidden. He's got cool tapestries. He's got a fresh vinyl collection. We've got Brett Coleman, everybody.
2: Wow. 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 Double wow. I mean, wow! hi, everybody. My name is Brett. That's where I thought this was going to go. I thought I was getting ready. How am I going to introduce myself? But Evan Yarmo just blew it out of the water. It's going to be a different kind of episode, ladies and gentlemen.
0: We got a new sheriff in town, man. Evan might be doing these intros from here on out, man. That was pretty good, dude. You got a talent. You got a hidden talent, dude.
2: Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, um, I mean, well, JB, you got the intros, my man. He's I don't learned know, from dude. you. I'm I'm a master, from he is learning from the master. Maybe. Of mini
0: intro. You know what, man? JB? Uh, Evan's learning from me, but I'm also learning from Evan, man. I'm learning how to live life in a certain kind of way, man. I feel like Evan's youthful exuberance is just rubbing up on me. And I'll tell you what, man, it's just making me more stoked. So thank you for that, Evan. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for helping increase my stoke. Uh, Speaking of that, man. I'll stoke your stoke anytime. Stoke it up, dude. Stoke us up some new music. I should not be here.
2: We should go back to season two, maybe. I need to give you guys a room. Season two is a mess. Definitely don't go back (laughs) to season one.
0: All right. These were just a little bit weird back then, but you know what we're here now, and you know that's the message of this podcast. We're here now. you're listening to us, you're with us. Thank you for inviting us into your consciousness. We're taking this journey with you, and right now we just exist inside your brain as voices right now that are telling a story, a beautiful story, a story of music. Evan, why don't you go ahead and read the first chapter?
1: First up, we've got deja dub from Joey. Caldero.
0: gonna give evan a pass on how he pronounced uh joey's last name what do you think
2: absolutely dude i've screwed it up so many times and i appreciate his grace and forgiveness in doing so so absolutely okay. god damn it there goes a the dog again molly jane <laughs> making her appearance what
0: up marley um wow. yeah there's one thing I, I think of when i think of evan is it's definitely grace uh but uh what do you think of the song man
2: You're talking to me yeah I do Oh okay You're talking to me You're talking yeah. to me Okay I'll tell you what I think About the song The song Yeah It was like It was like Eric Rockmani And Scott Woodruff Had a Deja Vu baby And Ooh. gave all the best qualities To Joey And he took it And made a little mixture And put a little spin on it And then put a little spin On something he's already done That you already heard before So Deja Vu Was a very good You know Deja dub I, I dig it And I've said You know Listening to Joey It's like there's bands that get their influence from, you know, Roots Reggae, and they get their influence from this, that, and the other, and they got to, like, claim what it's from. You can just hear his influences, but such a good spin on it that makes it his own. And I got to say, we're talking about that top 10, and the support came in strong for Joey and uh, his Bag of Donuts. That's a Facebook group that that he's got going there, is there uh, is Joey's Bag of Donuts. Uh, I don't, maybe we should ask him about that one day. But, yeah, man, I loved it. I love the sounds. I love the audio engineering. I love the transparency that he gives us when he's creating music. Um, I mean, he's just what we need in this community to help spread and build and gain momentum and spread those positive vibes. How about that?
0: Amen, man, dude, we got a little superstar down there in Florida, man, and Joey C. And, dude, this song, first of all, we should mention, this song got, like, the most votes on our poll we put out a poll just to kind of i don't know to see how people would interact see what they were feeling music wise um you know our boy david threw that up man he's the man he's a master of social media stuff down there and you know uh if you haven't seen it um definitely check out our link tree on instagram or go to facebook uh navigate your way you'll figure it out but you can vote for all the songs every week and this one got the most votes got the most love joey c is on the rise and just like you said man the sound was great the production was on point for me I love dub now another thing to note we normally don't review dub tracks or remixes or live versions just because so much music comes out you know it's just a way for us to kind of filter it down a little bit but this one was so goddamn good Joey sees the man and it got so much love we just had to lead off with it and I for me Good dub music is a little trippy, and I definitely got a trippy vibe from this. And, man, he's got the voice, dude. He's got the lyrics. He's got the vibe, man. This song was like a pretty introspective song. and I almost had like an out-of-body experience listening to it, uh, you know. And the line, uh, do you know where I've been? We are not the same, uh, which is crazy because in the song, he's saying it to himself looking in the mirror. Um but I still feel that uh, you know fill that line with a lot of uh, you know the way I live my life there's a lot of people that don't know where I've been and we all got a story um, but it's even trippier looking at yourself in the mirror thinking that I don't know man this song is just an A plus uh, for me. I know we've never actually graded a song before on a you know uh, school scale here but I'll give it an a plus <laughs> and, and what you think man?
1: Yeah I'll uh, I'll echo that. I'll give it a I'll give it a solid a it didn't uh didn't shout out for the vibes the only a plus i can give is a, a song that shout out shout out for dude, the you're vibes. gonna fuck up
2: that 4.0 dude that's not cool
1: look at it is. What
0: it joey is,
2: throw it out there next time brother give us some love <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah any artist listening literally say for the vibes <laughs> and hear a song and evan will give you that little extra uh 0. 0.5 on the
1: gpa scale <laughs> look, so. hey, we all is, know how important right. that is
0: it's all about the clout sure, dude right all for the clout.
1: we're all clout chasing
0: yeah you did you're the worst one speaking big of smoke <laughs> big smoke speaking of big smoke and clout and all things evan yarmo related uh evan what's next dude
1: yeah up next we've got the song vacation from the resonators oh
2: no we don't no we don't i mixed up the order WLCN by zion i baby that's yes. it let's go
1: future
3: Media, put your mind on the loop, uh Don't move too fast, might shoot your ass Present am pressing On the live on the wild, wild face Babylonians don't make sense Greed and money is the only real lens That you see through, uh Every time I turn around, somebody tryna cheat you. This life can't be true, and you can't run a high. I'ma tell you what we do. Get a crew with a heart, so you can see you. All clarity, then they pick through. The info they feed you. The fact is they need you to feed the affliction. But we different, gifted, to lift the addiction. Never fit in, never had to. God got me, so now I'm coming at you. See me living in the future, future. Pharmaceuticals trying to dope you. Media, put your mind in low, uh. Don't move too fast, my future Welcome to the future, future. Welcome to the future, future. Welcome to the future, future, future. future. future, future. future, future. Uh. Too far on the past go forward. Uh, uh. Ease off for the styles, get morbid. More. More. Idiot shot by space forces. More. More. No
0: other... Brett, I think it's worth noting that you recently had a conversation oh. with Zumbi of Sinai, man how did that go dude tell people about that tell them where they can find that man if they want to learn a little bit more
2: yeah for sure for sure uh if you guys want to see the interview you can check it out it's on the vibes alive radio show facebook page or my page brett coleman um i can get it up onto the youtube the youtube and uh you know get it there for you but i gotta say the experience was fucking awesome man um hearing Zumbi's perspective, talking about where he's been, where he's going, what he's learned, his personal ups and downs as of recent, um, and just the overall perspective from somebody that is such a respected name in the conscious hip-hop community, as an artist, as a person, as a father, um, he's definitely a human being that that has got a, a very strong mind and soul and body, and so um, I felt very lucky, very honored to talk to him, and just getting to hear kind of his thoughts on all things current, but then also this music that's coming out. And if you listen to the lyrics, they're they're everything I love about conscious hip hop. It's a lot about what I love about this genre of reggae rock music is that it's usually focusing on some good content, good words that can make you think or respond or feel. And uh, definitely get that vibe from this track. And I, I had put a little teaser for the sp- social media post that said, past present future dot 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 tense because the play on words is great but it actually just really is it's not a huge sentence it's not it's not a very wordy sentence but it's an impactful sentence that you know wclm i've I've listened to this track multiple times uh sent it to friends and i love that it's affiliated with reggae 360 and the family but i just love the track as it is and I'm stoked to hear the next singles that are going to be coming up here real soon.
0: Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Zion is is a, an artist that Reggae 360 and Extension Music Group work with. And, you know, we're so honored. He's so talented. Zumbi is just an amazing person. We've had him on this podcast and um, just great conversation. And this song is so timely, it's so relevant. You know, the thing that stands out to me is obviously just the beat is insane on this. Um, yeah. it's very trippy i got a very trippy vibe and and uh i like how it, dude, i like just the little things about this check like even how it starts out the little like uh like just kind of uh like I, I don't know dude like i just thought it was cool and you know pharma big pharma media babylon greed money we're living in the future boys the future is now i thought that this song was uh you know, just a statement about what's going on in the world, man. Every time you turn around, someone's trying to teach you it's, it's tense. This song gives me a tense vibe, but it also just kind of encapsulates a lot of things that we're seeing out there, which I think good music does. And, um, I think you said it, uh, Brett, this represents some new music that's coming out from Zion. This is the first of many. So, um, just a great track from an amazing artist, a legend, a hip hop legend. And, uh, Anyone listening, you better pay attention to everything Zion does because that man is a creative genius. All right, forget Kanye West. I well, actually don't forget Kanye West. I'm not taking shots at Kanye West. Kanye West. Kanye West. But you talk about a creative. You talk about uh, you know somebody that should be impacting and influencing culture. Well, that my friend is Zion I, and uh, I love it, Evan. What do you think?
1: I think the song was quintessential current Zion. I I mean, love talking to that guy. Feel fortunate that we were able to also have a conversation with him. Super genuine dude, very open-minded. Like if I feel like if Zion, I ever, or sorry, not Zion. I, I feel like if Zumbi ever, you know, found out one of his opinions was false, he would immediately just be like, Oh, okay. And, you know, yeah. just move on. Like he's just such a cool dude, has just such an open view of the world. Mm-hmm um really genuine person and the music reflects that too he's just willing to put out there exactly how he thinks and feels in that moment yeah um and i appreciate that from an artist jb you're just throwing stuff around the studio that's it you know i don't even i don't even want to talk about this track anymore you've ruined the vibe for me we're moving on
0: wow dude i'm just excited sorry excited for Uh, this
1: i'm i'm sorry for freaking out
0: you do it a lot and that's all right (laughs) i forgive you a lot because i'm a very forgiving guy but you know what you stress me out so goddamn much, Evan. I might take a vacation.
1: Ooh. You think You're like that? You'd like if I played the song I just talked about a few minutes ago? Would that be would that be okay if I played Vacation?
0: Sounds like about goddamn time.
1: By the resonators. Yeah. Let's play it.
0: Powerful track.
2: It's a real powerful song, man. Brett, I know you guys. Fuck, Fuck all the bullshit you're stressing. Fuck all the bullshit. That's that's what I took from the song. And uh, you know, that's kinda what vacation is about. When you gotta just check out, you gotta get away from the grind, the hassle, the daily routine and uh you know, I, I, it's like pretty much I heard that line and I just enjoyed the music the rest of the way. I didn't really listen <laughs> to the words. So I know there's a lot more to it, but it's like that caught me. And then it just kind of like that's the vibe I'm going to take with this song. So no disrespect yep. to the rest of it. But I heard it. There was a line. It was the bait. It was a hook. It got <laughs> me. Um, And I know they got a lot of support out there. I heard from a lot of people this week, uh, you know, Muffin But Good vibes, Craig, and his, his whole crew, like, supporting resonators. That's what it's all about, this community supporting each other. And, you know, fuck all the bullshit you're stressing. Life is hectic enough. If you can find a way to just chill for a few minutes and you're hanging out with us, listening to some music, well, I think we're all on the right path. So uh, that's what I got, JB. Just more sentiment about what's happening right now and our wonderful community supporting each other, man.
0: And Let me ask you guys a question. How would you define the bullshit in the sentence – Fuck all the bullshit.
1: Mm. That changes day to day, but it's whatever's bringing you down that day. Like Mm. whatever, whatever is bringing your mental state to not be in the moment. Like, like if you're doing the dishes and like out of nowhere you just think like, oh, what the fuck? Whatever that thought was, that's the bullshit. Mm. You know, whatever you've got that's just like gnawing on you or whatever, like whatever thing you weren't able to get done or whatever, like thing at work that went wrong or whatever bad dream you had. Like that's, that's the bullshit. Like anything that takes away from your ability to just chill out, be in the moment, do your thing, be Mm. a
2: good person. I'm thinking of an umbrella, right? Like here in Arizona, it's hot as balls. We need some rain. And if it was raining, it'd be great. It'd be wonderful. Mm. But you might get really wet if you went outside without an umbrella. And you got an umbrella and you put that umbrella up, but you're worried that that shit's gonna break or fly away, or you're worried about all the things that this umbrella might do. That's the bullshit you're stressing. You got a damn umbrella over your head. You're outside. You've got shelter. Be happy that you got the shelter. And I think there's a lot of times where we have so many things in our life that I do, I'm fucking 100% guilty of it. Worrying about the things that are not there, they are not present. They are the what ifs, they are the what could happen. They're sometimes the worst case scenario or maybe not even the worst case scenario, but it's something that you just got this extra little bit of worry that somehow prevents you from living your best life, doing the best you can, being the best you can, maybe not doing the best you can, but being the best you can to be present. So. The bullshit's your umbrella. Don't let your umbrella break. I just made that up. I hope it makes sense, but it, it made sense to Brett.
1: Me. Your umbrella description was the umbrella to my response to that question. Okay, I'm thankful <laughs> that you're here and not blowing away.
2: <laughs> Damn. Fair enough, man. Fair enough.
1: The resonators,
0: vacation. Look at look at how you guys got the conversation going with that song, man. I this track was a banger. I love the bass line. I love the I love the vocals, but I also love the backup vocals. They're definitely lit, and for me, mm-hmm. like I think I could speak for everybody in the world right now. Uh, we could all use a vacation. Everyone that's yes. going through this quarantine bullshit, like one of the best parts about life is thinking about a vacation. You know what I mean? The idea that no matter how stressful life gets, you can just kind of break away and go down to you know Key West for uh, a week and just let loose, or you know whatever. So. I don't know. This song, this song honestly, makes first of all, great song. It makes me just I can't wait until everything gets back to normal. And people can start taking vacations again. Brett, you're talking about maybe doing a vacation around the country Ooh. here in a little bit, man, in that in that nice yeah. uh red challenger that you got, man. Yeah. That's yeah, something that I'm looking
2: forward I, I am. Can can I talk about it for a second? Should we talk about it? I, oh, I'll tell you this much. Yeah. I'll tell you this much. Yeah. It's the vibes was- alive radio show road show for the vibes 360 love whatever Brett Coleman in a car getting to talk to some yes. amazing artists and I I've, I've come to this conclusion that you know um I've mentioned it before I've had some time on my hands and I kind of wish I would have done this like a month ago but that's okay if the artists can't come here to Arizona then we're going to bring Arizona to the artists and so the plan is working on some, some cool things to entice some sponsors. So if you're listening and you think this is a good idea and you want to really talk about it, let's chat about it because I could use your help and I'm so terrible at asking for it. But the plan is 7,000 miles is going to be hmm, 7,000 miles. I think 9 to 11 different cities. We're going to stop in about 26 bands that I am trying to confirm right now in a week and a half of time coming up in early October. And I want to take you guys on the journey with me with dash cams, live streams, performances. Like we're going, we're going to hang out for a bit. And if you want to support this journey, support the artist and help support myself and these good vibes all around. Like literally Arizona to New York, Boston, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Miami, Tampa, Orlando, possibly Charlotte, uh oh, and Austin. Oh yeah, man. Like oh we're boy. uncovering all the bases. Damn.
0: Woo! That sounds uh that sounds nice, dude. Watch out now, dude. I like it, man. I might I'll pick uh, you
2: up, brother. You can come with me to Austin.
0: Yes, let's do it, man. I know we often joke about getting an OnlyFans uh for this podcast, but
2: <laughs> we might have to
0: do it, man, because you're gonna have a lot of content to share with the people. Um but in the meantime, man, let's Let's go ahead and keep this journey moving. I like it, bro. More to yes. come on that, man. We're going to be talking yes. about that a little bit more. But uh, once you wake everybody up right now,
1: <laughs> let's Ayo. do it. Up next, we've got Cup of Coffee. See what I did there? Cup of coffee, wake them up.
0: Damn, I still got it, dude.
1: Oh, I get it. Cause, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah dude. Yeah, I, I, totally yeah, I still get it, get it dude.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The
2: Scentsy Trails.
1: Scentsy Trails. Let's play it.
2: Oh man, my aunt just sent a text
5: back wake up to a beautiful day I pour a cup of coffee then I'm on my way Well my warm bed begs me to stay But I got to get to work before I'm late I wake up to a beautiful day Smiling with the sun and it smiles back at me Like damn it feels good to be free Cause living this life is living a dream, yeah Floating through my neighborhood Everybody's feeling good The trees are swaying like they're waving at us And over there all the people on the bus are laughing On the way to a parade I saw a man sitting on the curb looking sad Sat down and shot the shit for a while till he laughed There's moments like that that you won't get them back So you better make them last In a beautiful place with so much tragedy You think something should be so different And if that we are but witness I don't know how much longer we we can take this we can't keep on sleeping I wake up to a beautiful day I pour a cup of coffee then I'm on my way Well my warm bed begs me to stay But I got to get to work before I'm late I wake up to a beautiful day Smiling with the sun and it smiles back at me Like damn it feels good to be free Cause living this life is living a dream yeah.
0: living this life is living a dream man what a beautiful dream it is what you guys think of this track
2: i was hoping you're gonna say that because that's what i was thinking about the track i was thinking that um you know anytime i listen to sensei trails they have such a uplifting way of making you appreciate life i mean i just feel like their songs have a great way of doing that and and you can be in a shitty mood you can be in whatever mood you can be in in beast mode mood and then all of a sudden you hear it and you have to just i mean unless you just don't have a heart i guess you don't but most people that do it it gets there's a little bit of a heart whisper with the sensi trails to me like you know the previous one of their previous tracks the first track they came out with it's like it opens up with i love this life and he like says it in such a way that sounded way better than what i just did but He means it. And it's just kind of like, fuck, man, look at this life. We've been given. And then, you know, then you take this track and it's talking about living a dream and being here and being present. And it's like, man, that's what's up. And I appreciate that they can bring that to the table every single time. And I feel like it's safe to say and it's fair to say and it's not bad to say that Cincy Trails, their sound is growing and maturing with them as they keep bringing, you know, some new stuff. And they're all three. Incredible dudes that uh, deserve the best and, you know, much support to them.
0: Yeah, man, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about maturity and growth. Because I feel like this song definitely represents the progression of Sensi Trails. And that's actually that song that you mentioned is one of my favorites, dude. Just Living featuring K-Bong. I think I woke up to that song for about four and a half months straight on my alarm clock. That was a song I listened to every single morning. I just heard Kyle going, I love this life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it just got me going. And now I might have to switch to this song, man, because since yeah, he trails is so positive and, uh, you know, just everything about it, man. It's like, that's my morning, dude. Get, I get two cups of coffee and man, I use the Aeropress. you know, I might get some Kona, you know, maybe some Colombian, you know, maybe Costa Rican coffee. I don't know. I grind it up. Yeah, I'm a grind boy. All right? You know, and I make my cup of wake coffee. Wake up the
2: whole house. Yes, yes, I'm having coffee. You wake up too.
0: <laughs> you get a coffee. You get a coffee. Everybody gets a coffee, man. And I love the fact that,
2: you know, he's conscientious.
0: I can't talk. Conscientious. Still can't talk. That's all right. Missed that one.
2: Conscientious. Oh, conscientious. Oh, ooh, shit. Ooh. I can't do either, Conscientious. Neither, Hey, Look there on Everybody, did. Yeah, you know, I there, I did sometimes. it. Y'all didn't hear it through the mayhem. Conscientious. Oh, I didn't do it. Now I put myself in the spot.
1: <laughs> Just don't ask me to say last names or band names, and we're good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an enthralling <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: Uh, what was I saying, dude? I like that. He's aware of being on time, dude. I think that, you know, that's important. I like the line that you smile at the sun. The sun smiles back at me. That's like a mentality type thing. You know, if you're happy smiling at the sun, it's going to smile right back at you. You give it the finger. It might give you the finger. Um, you know, and one of my favorite parts about the song and it's just underrated. It might have, might have flown on the radar, but he literally says, I saw a man looking sad. I sat down, shot the shit with him, and I made him laugh. And to me, that's just such a beautiful thing, man, because that's what life is all about, man. Put a smile on somebody else's face and, uh, you know, today it's you, tomorrow it's me, man. That's just how it works. I think Kyle, just the lead singer, Kyle, who's been on this podcast, crushed the vocal melodies, the flow of this song. And, uh, Brett, I want you to tell me a little bit more about Beast Mode mood because I like the way that sounded. Um, But, yeah, man, this song was uh, an
2: absolute banger. Taking care of business, getting shit done. Beast mode. Beast mode. Evan, what you got, dude? What you got?
1: Up next, we've got the song Mountain from the Movement and Clinton Fearing. Yes, sir. Let's play. track talk about it i mean what a legendary just collaboration you've got the movement one of the biggest names in current modern america reggae rock and you've got clinton farron coming in from jamaica who's been doing it since the late 60s and the 70s man and just what a good positive vibe i don't know i don't know the last this episode so far is just so many good positive songs Mm. jb Mm. my mood you know, my stoke levels were not as high as they should have been when we started here today. Hmm. But my stoke levels, I just spit on my face a little bit, just so everyone knows. <laughs> it's, uh, that's how stoked I am. Um, I'm just losing it right You're now. So I'm at a 10 out of 10 spit stoke. Spit I'm super positive. flying. I'm mouth. happy. Love how all of these songs are coming together. And that song in particular really got my mojo going. Would you give it an A+, plus, or would you give it just a 3.0? I'd give it more than an A+. plus. I'd oh. give it a certified banger stamp.
2: Ooh, there yeah. it is.
1: It's been wow. a minute. It's, wow. been, uh, it's been a little while. Yeah. Brad, I well, mean, I this mean, guy's
0: over here spitting everywhere, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. just saliva flying. He's so excited. He's like a rabbit. He's like a dog on rabies. Just <laughs> spit, just slapping against the saddle. Yeah, real
1: be it over here, JB. What do you have to say?
2: I'm actually more curious as to what Brad has to say, man. Oh. oh. Well, I'll tell you this much. We talked to Johnny Cosmic a couple weeks ago, and God bless us for that. That was a great talk. Good conversation. And he gave us a little bit of foreshadowing about this track that was coming out with the movement. He didn't want to talk too much about it uh, because he you know wasn't the time to talk about it. But, you know, a, another track produced by Johnny Cosmic, which is not taken away from the amazingness of the movement themselves, Josh vocal abilities. Clinton Farron's just this authenticity. like that's to me. If, if we've you know we kind of pulled these themes every week, and I think this week is about authenticity, man, and that's what I'm getting from this track is that the movement keeps finding a way to inspire. Like their music before was good, it was fun. You know, you think about habit; it's a kind of fun song about ganja and whatnot. And you know, the the music kind of evolves, evolves, evolves. You get back to the latest album, and the tracks on there are just Ridiculous in terms of stories and inspiration and motivation, and then you know, ways of the world. And then you come here to this new music that they're putting out there, and again, they're stepping on top of what they've already put forward, which is like I don't know. I I don't, I guess what Johnny was saying too you're never content, you got to keep going, you got to keep growing, you got to keep going and making it. And I feel like, you know, not by hearing him say that, but just hearing the song. I hear that growth. I hear the constant evolution and I think it's just fucking great. And, um, you know, I like seeing what the movement's doing, Josh in particular with the social media stuff, trying to help out with people. And you know, it's a good vibes. Just it's, it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it. And I appreciate the fact that they're, uh, making strides in so many ways.
0: Hell yeah, man. Um, Johnny cosmic is just on a run right now, dude. He's like the, uh, <laughs> He's like the Patriots, man, when they had that little dynasty going just Super Bowl after Super Bowl. This guy's unstoppable, man. Uh did it again with this one. And you know, I love when I see um real roots reggae musicians collaborating with modern reggae rock musicians. Yeah. Now, I mean the movement is so dope for so many different reasons, but I don't know, dude. It's like, you know, this reggae rock music man we always have to constantly keep in mind that like you know we got this style from the islands of jamaica and and we got to pay homage to that man and you know even the fact that half pint was on this um you know the the house of bradley built album like you know and and half pint and uh, you know collaborated with that whole long beach crew and and I don't know, dude. So it's cool to see um, Clinton Farron linking it up on this one. I thought the the beginning was epic when they were talking back and forth. You know, that that, w- that was cool. I thought when the drum line hit, that was pretty badass. And again, the lyrics, man, they're so uplifting, so positive, you know, literally saying we're, we're, we're all tumbling our way down this open road. We keep our eyes open so we can end up in the right spot. Once we climb this mountain, we'll be free. And that mountain can be anything, man. I could ask you guys, you know, what that mountain is for you. It's kind of like how I asked you what that bullshit was earlier, and you gave me a good answer. It's kind of like, man, we all got a mountain, and once we climb it, we're going to be free. So maybe everyone's got to figure out what their mountain is. Uh, And this song just got me inspired, got me feeling some kind of way. So um, I dig it, man. Certified banger. I love it.
1: Up next, we've got the song Streets. From Tyrone's jacket. Let's go
3: Though I wanna give all my strength to you, but you burn me in the past now I'm scared. I try to move on from the pain of it, but my new girls inside. In all the movies, it'll be okay. I ain't a child of fairy tales. Keep your bear with me, patronizing my emotions. Shit. Hell yeah, we be out in the streets, baby. We out in any-
0: this track right here dude is my surprise jb pick of the week dude uh surprise all right we're adding this one in here man because i just love tyrone's jacket i love this song i love the whole vibe the whole energy and i'll tell you one thing for sure man there's uh, three things that are absolutely certain in life death taxes and the fact that there's no other band like tyrone's jacket they have such a unique vibe such a unique energy and um they're so creative. Every song that they come out, it's like a. Every song they come out with is like a movie. You know, it's just something different, man. It's like a journey, you know, and it takes you on a nice little um, musical <laughs> excursion uh, through just you know some special, some different, man. And this song, you know, you can hear their lead singer just singing with his heart, man, and and they're crushing it on social media. Um, There's just something interesting Something new Something different man I always keep my eye on What Tyrone's jacket Is doing What about you guys What do you think
2: Always unique man Um, I remember first hearing them On an Iration track Danger And yes. It was like There's There's You know There's always features That are just features And like the artist is on there And that's cool But Hearing Tyrone's jacket Made me want to hear more of Tyrone's jacket it Made me want to go to the show And see them When they're on tour And I love that, you know, as you're saying that they create stories. They give you this imagery that comes along with the track. that makes you follow along with it, feel it, appreciate it. So, yeah, 100% agreeing with you. I'm glad it it made the cut this week that you threw it in there. And, um, yeah, like the more I'm excited to hear more of Tyrone's jacket all the time because it's just a different flavor. Like it's not recycled. It's one of a kind. And uh, that's that's a unique trademark to have in a very uh, populated genre.
0: Did that song start out by him saying, I want to give all my skank to you? Did you guys hear that? Skanky. I, I want to give all my skank to you. Maybe I got that wrong. I don't know, man. This track was fire.
2: Uh, I don't know what to make of that, really.
0: Are we going to burn it back <laughs> I want to no, give I mean, like, all my
2: skank to you. Evan, you, i don't know it sounds give,
1: nasty yeah yeah that's definitely what
0: was said yes dude i like it man um i feel like evan that's the story of your dating life
2: oh and that's my <laughs> that's that my could be looking. a new handle dude that could be a new like account page give all my stank to you to maybe you. an
0: opener on tinder i don't know dude you could do a lot of things with that
2: man but you know uh, if you get a date it's going to be a real adventure Ooh. Hey, and yeah, that's that's all we're really looking
1: for in life, right?
2: <laughs> that's true. Oh,
1: man. True. Uh, <laughs> man. Uh,
0: listen, dude, enough of this, man. We've got, that was six amazing songs. I know I told you I was going to give you five. I lied to you. All right. I give you six because I gave you JB's bonus pick of the week. Uh, and guess what we're going to do right now? All right. We're going to get on a real serious note. We're going to play an interview with an amazing person. There's a lot of knowledge. Uh, that can be found in this interview. There's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of energy that you will get from this interview. So pay attention very closely, all right? And go ahead and fire that thing up for the people.
5: Let's do it.
0: Yo, yo, what's up, people? It is your boy, JB with Reggae 360 back at it again. I'm sitting here in the studio with a couple of my favorite people right now. Number one, numero uno over here is big Evan Yarmo. Evan, what's up, dude? How you doing? Wow, numero uno. I don't know if I've ever gotten that uh, that big of a no, hype from you before. You i might, I'm yeah. fantastic. <laughs> You might not Ow. get another
2: one, yeah, <laughs> to be honest
0: with you, but i uh, just kidding, man. We got another special uh, individual here with us, Evan, and let me tell you, man, he goes by the name of Brett Coleman, and he represents Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, Mr. AZ himself. Brett, what's up, dude?
2: Man, I'm so excited, as always, to be here, and uh, I really love this Arizona intro. Yes. I'm feeling the Cardinals are getting ready to play this week. And, uh, you know, little bits of normalcy are starting to sink in, and I'm just so damn stoked. More guests, more great subjects, more cool things to talk about in today's super special. So, sir, continue. I tell you what, Brett, there's a reason why they
0: call you the Kyler Murray of uh, reggae rock music. So, (laughs) uh, you know, on that note, man, there is a lot to be excited about. And I tell you one thing I'm excited about right now, boys. I'm excited because we are joined by... An amazing individual, someone who is trying to do good in this world. She is the sister of the most influential person in reggae rock music history she continues to keep his legacy going by giving back to the music scene that he helped create she's working to execute a vision that will ultimately help musicians who suffer from the disease that has impacted so many people she's a beacon of light in this world and recently helped see the actualization of the law records project the house that bradley built ladies and gentlemen kelly no kelly how are you
6: I'm good. I'm a little speechless after that intro. I'm going to play that back every time I'm having a bad day.
0: <laughs> it is the literally, the, it's the least that we could do because we are so grateful, um, not only for you well, as a person, you. but for you joining us today. So I got to ask uh, Kelly, how is, uh, how's life for you right now? How are things in your world? Paint a picture for the people. What's going on uh, currently in your life?
6: You know, life is actually really good right now. I'm feeling super blessed. Mm super fortunate. There's so many exciting things that are going on and, you know, for a lot of years, things have been, been kind of a struggle. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to be in this season of life right now. Good things are happening.
0: Wow. That is, that is very positive. And and I 100% agree with you. I think that, um, there's something in the air you know, things are changing. Positive things are starting to happen. And one, uh, one big positive thing that happened and it was positive for me as a fan of music and it was a positive thing for anyone, that is a fan of music and that is this project the house that bradley built that law records put out with a ton of musicians doing acoustic performances paying homage to uh sublime music and i gotta ask um kelly what did you think of that project how did it come out in your opinion have you been stoked I, by the reaction
6: i my mind has absolutely been blown literally wow. the last six weeks have been such a whirlwind as we started releasing two singles every week and getting feedback from people on the songs and just, it's really been astounding and it's brought already brought so much more attention to the foundation and everything that we're doing. I could not be more grateful to law records and Paul Milbury and Yassad Williams. They're just phenomenal people. I'm so grateful for them.
0: They are, they are phenomenal people. Definitely. And, and, um, I just think it's just so amazing that, um, you know, somebody had this idea and actually worked to execute it and to have it come out so flawless and, uh, just amazing. In my opinion, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, um, you know, were you involved in kind of the early process of the, the idea or did this maybe start at, you know, on somebody from law records having this idea and then you worked with them or like how, from your perspective, how did you see this, this project kind of like, um, progress and actually become something special?
6: Well, last year at Cali Roots, so Cali Roots 2019, I was introduced to Paul Milberry, who's the mm-hmm. general manager of Law Records. and uh, we talked for about an hour at the Knoll Family Foundation booth and he was just telling me stories about his experiences with Sublime and just a great guy. And mm-hmm. when we finished, he said, you know, we'd really love to do something with the foundation or to benefit the foundation, but you know we've got a lot going in the summer. I'll get in touch with you in the fall." I thought, okay, you know, if I hear from him, great. If I don't, that's great, too. You know, everybody gets busy and whatever, good intentions. But sure enough, come fall, he reaches out to me and says, hey, can we sit down and talk? I've got an idea. So this was October of last year. And so we, we met and sat down, and and he told me about his idea for making this album. And I said, you know, the idea has come up before in, in different, you know, shapes and forms over the years, but nobody's really known how to do it or known how to m- make it happen. And I said, if you, if you can do it, we're down, we're absolutely down. And boy, <laughs> I should have known what I was saying. I mean, nine months later, the album was done and he's really a remarkable person. He's, he did exactly what he said he'd do it. He did it with so much integrity and really just brought the whole project together in a way that that benefits everybody. You know, it obviously benefits the foundation by getting the word out and by donating the proceeds. But it also, I think, has really been great for all the artists, especially yeah. during this time, because there's not a whole lot going on for a lot of musicians. They're struggling trying to find ways to get their name out there and and keep their fans engaged. And I think this has been a really great way of doing it. And the way that Paul rolled everything out has really put the spotlight and the focus on the bands as it should be. You know, these are all artists that, donated their time, donated their performances, and so we feel really honored by by everybody involved, but especially by what Paul's done.
2: I gotta say, one thing that we've talked about when we've covered, you know, we talk about the covers that have come on uh, up until the release of the full album, and the one thing that I've noticed is, like you said, people have probably, there's been plenty of Sublime covers, and there's been people that have recreated songs, but the thing that sets this album apart to me as a fan and listener is the authenticity is unbelievable. Like yeah. this, it, it is a hundred percent true to the spirit as I feel it is in terms of the music, but then every artist took the song and they didn't just, you know, repeat the the previous song. They made it their own. They, they showed their, you know, their flexibility and their talent. And I think that puts it over the top. And then especially for me, at the end, you know, having Papa Noel and Jacob on there to give yeah. it, you know, the generational gap, I guess. But the the generations coming together, sure. um, I just got to say, while we're talking about, you know, he said that he was going to do it and it can be done. I, I can't agree with you more. This is an amazing, amazing accomplishment for somebody to help see this to fruition because it's not just a cover album by any stretch.
6: Yeah, I agree. It's been a really emotional experience for me. Um, just bringing up all of the, you know, the feelings about, about wishing that Brad was here, which, you know, obviously I feel that a lot, but for him to be able to see the, not just the fans, but the artists coming together and honoring him is um, it's really special. It's really special for me.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I even thought just like the, the diversity of artists on this album was amazing too and like you know everyone everyone has their 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 favorite songs but like you know to hear half pint on there and then you know to go to a couple songs and hear uh vanalia you you know and like knowing her story and her background like to be on this project and i thought leilani wolfgram just like came in and crushed it i was just blown away at the the diversity uh and and the different array of artists um couldn't have been happier definitely I am right there with you JB for sure. Yeah, and and uh you know, I it, the thing is too like they you know, it wasn't even the, the thing that I really hit home on this one. It was like the deep cuts too. It was like um I think it was howie that did STP. I mean, there were some I'm a huge Sublime yeah. fan. So like to see, you know, some of the deeper cuts honored in this was um was was Pool Shark. Yeah, Pool Shark. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, we could go yeah. on definitely. Um yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but well done. So, I mean, kudos to, to to law records for helping with that. And I think you mentioned that Absolutely. the, uh, the, the proceeds were going to uh benefit the foundation, which I think is one of the most important things for people to, to understand and to understand what that foundation represents and, and what you're doing mm-hmm. with that. I don't know, Kelly, if maybe you want to just let the listeners, uh, know kind of, you know, what, what the foundation stands for and, and kind of where you guys are at. And, and, um, you know, what, uh, what they can do to help.
6: Absolutely. Well, we started this back in July of 2017. And the idea was originally all we were going to do was Bradley's house and it was mm. just, you know, let's make this happen. Now's the time this, this needs to happen. Um, but then we decided to, to make it the Knoll family foundation with Bradley's house as our main program so that we leave the door open for future projects. I think there's a lot of potential, within the music industry to help people that, you know, that are scraping money together to put gas in the car to get to the next gig, uh, who are struggling with addiction and can't afford to get the help that they need. That's really where our heart is. Those are the people that we want to reach. Those are the people that we want to help. And so we've made our focus Bradley's house right now, because really that's where our passion lies, getting, getting those doors open. So everything that we've been doing since we launched is all to raise money to make that happen and, um, you know, when we first started, it was super grassroots. I don't know what we expected, but I think we just kind of thought, you know, that people would would be so excited and, you know, would would throw money at it so that we could open in six months. And <laughs> that was a, a bit naive that didn't happen. But, you know, it's been a really great experience for all of us, uh, all of our, you know, board of directors and everyone involved with the foundation. This has been a really um, humbling and and just an awesome experience to really get to know people and see the support from all different parts of the music industry. Uh, it's It's been awesome. And honestly, I, I think this album has been a game changer for us. Not just, you know, the money, but also getting the word out. This is, it's done a lot to, in the last six weeks, to really expose what we're doing to so many different people and so many different audiences. And, you know, after working so hard for the last three years, it's really it's really gratifying to feel like, you know, we're not doing this on our own. So um, my dad is the chairman of the board and um, our board is filled with some just phenomenal people across all kinds of industries from the recovery industry to the music industry. And um, I mean, I could, I could talk for an hour about all of our board members We're so honored, but um, I think we really have a great team of people that can make this happen now. And I, I really feel like the time is right. So I think I think within the next year, big things are going to be happening, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed.
0: Absolutely, yeah, no. We're, so are we? I think that's 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 amazing. Listening to talk about it, I'm I'm just um, I'm so stoked. And certainly, anything Reggae Through Sixty can do uh, to to help get the word out, we'll, we're definitely going to do that. One thing that crosses my mind Thank is,
4: you,
0: you know, a, a lot of people listening right now, and just a lot of people that I've crossed paths with, including myself have a friend or a family member that has been impacted by, um, you know, addiction and in different ways. And, yeah. you know, it's it's really heartbreak, heartbreaking and, and tragic. And, and to see somebody like yourself, um, you know, that that went through that and now to see what you're doing, it takes a tremendous amount of strength, I think, mm-hmm. to to have the mindset to kind of, you know, focus on, OK, well, how can I help the world around me? How can I you know, in this moment, put my energy and effort into something that's going to help other people. And I'm just kind of curious, like, how, how did you make that transition to to have the mindset of like, okay, um, you know, what happened is, is a tragedy and there's nothing that can change that, but I'm going to make a conscious effort to do something positive um, in this world as a result. I, I, that's kind of my question. I don't know. I think a lot of people maybe yeah. are struggling with that, I, you know, so I was kind of curious your perspective.
6: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all go through um, shitty stuff, you know, like life just happens. And I really do firmly believe it's all about how we respond to it. And quite honestly, um, for the first like 15 years after Brad died, I I hid. Like I didn't want to hear the music. I didn't want to talk to anybody who knew him. I didn't want to be around any of that because it was really, really hard for me. Losing Brad was was devastating. And so my way of of handling it was to just kind of escape from it all and and run from it all and ignore it. And interestingly enough, Facebook is kind of what brought me back to having to deal with it and having to confront it. And it it took me a little while to understand the impact that Brad's music had had on people on a very personal level. Because you know when I talk about losing him, I didn't I didn't lose um, a a hero or a musician, I I lost my brother. And and that was just so hard for me to deal with. It it really it shook my whole world. And so my heart goes out to anybody who has lost a loved one, um, you know, whether they're a family or a friend, it's it's just so it's just such an awful thing. And um, so anyway, my my point is just that when when the smoke finally cleared and um, I started sort of re-emerging and re-engaging with with what was going on, I really felt a a strong sense of responsibility that, you know, we have an audience, so to speak, of people that, that would listen to, to what me and my family have to say, not because of anything that we've done, but because of what Brad did and how he impacted their lives. And that's a huge honor and it's very humbling, but um, you know, the timing was just right. Everything sort of fell into place when, when the opportunity presented itself. And And I just sort of dove in head first thinking that this would be not only a great way to help other people, but to also honor my brother's memory. Because honestly, there's never a day that goes by that I don't feel like I would give anything to have him back. But, you know, life goes on. And when you lose somebody, it never gets easier. You just learn to live without them. And I feel really honored that, that by doing this project, it really brings Brad back into my life in a in a more positive way. Instead of just the the tragedy and the sadness, um, I can I can just funnel it into something positive and good. and And I think what I want to do through this foundation is not just help the people that are struggling with addiction, but also their their loved ones too, and help them understand that there is life after losing somebody, and there is a way to to cope with it. And, and there is, you know, potentially a way to avoid it as well. And so I kind of see all of that as part of our mission, um, you know, really being able to be open and honest and vulnerable with what we as a family have been through, because there's so many other people that are going through it, too. And I think that that's the biggest thing, not just in, in addiction or, you know, mental illness or any of those issues, but really in all of them to understand that this is just the human condition Mm -hmm. and this is what we're all going through. And if we can be there for each other and strengthen each other and, you know, help this person through their addiction and help this person to learn to cope and, you know, it, it just, it makes it better for all of us. And so I feel really, really privileged to be able to do that in honor of my brother.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh Um, I, I just I'm sitting here thinking. I, I will admit I've got a very heavy heart in this conversation. It, it it definitely is. Um, it's a hard thing to deal with. And I think what you were saying there, as you're rounding out your reply, was that there are family members and there are friends and there are people that are are bystanders of an addiction. And yeah. I think there's a lot of time where you know a lot of people take responsibility. Like I could have done this and I could have done that, and that may not be the case in any in any case. But What do you, you know, I know it's not one size fits all, but if people are listening and they do have this feeling of wanting to support somebody or find a way to try to help before things unravel or they need support, like what do they do? How do they reach out? What is, what's, what's protocol for something like that? That's
6: a great question, Brett. I don't know that there necessarily is a protocol, but I can just tell you from my own experience what I've done and that's, um, I reached out for help, quite honestly, not so much when everything was happening with Brad. I two and a half years younger than Brad, so I was 25 when he passed away, and I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know how to respond or how to handle it, but um, last year, one of my kids actually was struggling with some substance abuse and depression and, and all the things that go along with that. And I was invited to go to an Al-Anon meeting with a friend and I thought, oh, I don't need to, I'm, I'm not big on these group meeting things, but I went and it turned out to be such a great source of strength for me. Um, and I would go to those meetings every week and it really helped me to understand that that I'm not responsible for the actions of the people that I love. And removing that weight really allowed me to respond in a, in a much healthier way. And so whenever people reach out to me now, that's always the first thing I tell them. And you know just like like whether it's a you know in meetings there's it's really composed of the people and so they're not all created equal but i really encourage people who have a loved one that's struggling with addiction to to check out a few al anon meetings in their area because they're they're geared towards helping friends and family members understand how to to deal with it addiction is such a uh, such an upheaval not only in the life of the addict but in the people around them and and when we, when we don't understand how to respond to it, we can do the exact opposite of what we should be doing. you know We get upset and we get angry and, um, and hurt and all those things which are totally natural responses and natural emotions. But when you can let go of that and realize that this person is struggling and, and the best thing that you can do is love them, give them a reason to want to live, give them want to get better, um, accept them, be there for them, but don't enable them those are really some of the the keys that i learned by going to those meetings and it's tough when you're going through it alone you know so to be able to have other people that understand your experience and know what you're going through that that i think is one of the the big strengths of those meetings and you know i mean it it doesn't have to be that i mean people can find that in other areas too but just in my experience that's what i found was was super effective
2: awesome thank you yeah i just uh i want to i no, no Ouija board, but some direction is much appreciated. And absolutely, yeah, thank you for that.
1: Sure. I mean, it's super relatable, right? I mean, I can say, Hey, we, we've all probably been in that situation somewhere, right? I mean, and the line between, am I helping or enabling is so thin.
3: Like, I, mean, I, yes, I, I exactly. can say, Hey,
1: I've helped someone, you know, give them a place to stay, give them money for food. But at the same time, like, I know that at the end of the day, that old friend who's no longer in my life, I mean, they're in a much worse state now than they were then, um, absolutely used me to go and get certain things and live their life a a certain way. And I was totally used to enable them for years. You know, it's it's tough.
6: It is. It's tough. It's hard to know, especially when it's someone that you love and care about, you know, that you do anything for. Mm. But sometimes your natural response is not necessarily the best thing for them. But, you know, then it just depends. I mean, sometimes on the other hand, too, you know, if, if if people feel like every door is slammed in their face, then they may feel like there's no hope and they have no desire to get better. Yeah. So I think that's so important that people know that they're still loved. You know, we're all human. We all fuck up. We all do stupid things. Um, and at the end of the day, we're all just trying to do the best we can with what we've got. So I think recognizing that in other people and respecting that in other people, but also, you know, being there to help them whether that means, you know, giving them something or taking something away. You know, it's really a very individual thing. But it's important for people who love someone who's struggling with addiction to know that that it's not on them. Sometimes I think we take too much on ourselves and we need to understand that what that person's going through is their own struggle. And we need to find ways to to strengthen them in that and build them up um, without without it destroying us in the process. It's a tough thing. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's interesting how much as a society we've progressed. I mean, I remember in, in the early two thousands, you know, people that had, you know, an addiction issue could get, uh, committed and they would be put in the same, like, uh, you know, place as somebody with like, a, like almost like a psych ward. They, they didn't know how to treat people. Yeah. And now listening right. to you talk, it I, you know, y- your mindset is so progressive and so real that I feel like if I was somebody that's, you know, struggling I would want to, you know, go to somebody like you. So it's amazing that you have your hand in, in Bradley's house. And it seems like, you know, when that comes to reality, it's going to be a place, um, of healing for a lot of people, um, you know, with the right approach. So, um,
6: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds so trite, but quite honestly, I mean, if we all just are, are much more loving to each other and, mm. and not so judgmental and have a little bit more grace and understand that we really are all just doing the best that we can, um, it, it takes some of the pressure off. You know, it takes off of everybody, off of the people that are trying to help and off the people that need help. Um, you know, let's just all do the best that we can and, and be there for each other and, and be strength when people are weak. And, and I think that, you know, that, that is a, it's a really good starting place
0: those are wise words. I feel like those, Amen. Feel like you would apply those words to everything going on in the world right now. Uh, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, uh, that's awesome. Well, Hey, so, so, you know, thinking about the music as, as, as well, this is kind of a, just a question that popped into my brain. Uh, you mentioned that you took about 15 years, um, after Brad passed to kind of, um, get to a place, you know, where you're able to kind of, you know, uh, confront things again and and confront the you know the yeah. the sublime fan base and, and stuff like that and I guess I'm I'm right. curious so um you know working for reggae 360 I love reggae rock music I love the scene I love the culture I love the music from California I love that there's pockets of reggae sprouting up all over the United States and Florida and Texas and Ohio out here in the Northeast and you know this music is such a, a part of my life and and I'm curious mm-hmm. from your perspective I'm sure you've been told us a thousand times that um you know Bradley created this genre he's like the godfather of you know <laughs> what we have now like if it wasn't for him it, he he's the the connective fabric between all of these bands everyone i've talked to we've interviewed you know a, a lot of bands they all reference sublime and, and Bradley's art as influence and i'm just kind of curious like from your perspective obviously you look at him and his music very differently but do you think that you fully grasp how much of an impact uh Sublime's music had on, on the world? I mean, are you able to see it from that perspective or or is it, I don't know, maybe being so close that it's it's hard to 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 fathom. But but surely now looking at things, you can see just how influential uh his, his music has been on this world.
6: You know, JB, I wish I could say that I saw it coming all along or that <laughs> I totally get it. But um, I really, I don't think it's ever going to fully mm. make sense to me because, you know, he's st- still the guy that I could hear him blowing his nose in the shower, you know? I mean, this, is, <laughs> this is not anybody that anyone should be impressed with. Um, he was brilliant and mm. talented and, you know, I, I loved him with every fiber of my being. But but trying to reconcile him with, with the person that you just described mm. uh, is really, really difficult for me. I... I, I hear from so many people about how he's impacted them and that, that I get on a very deep heart level. I mean, I get, I get messages from people all the time talking about what an impact Brad has had on their life and they've never even met him. And it never, it never fully sinks in that, that this is what he did. All I can say is that I just, I always wish that he could hear that, like, Mm. I wish he could, he could know what an impact he had on people and, and know how many artists he influenced. That's, that's such a huge, huge compliment to be able to influence the art of other people. I just, I'm so sad that he missed all of this. I'm really, really bummed about that, but I'm really honored that people share that stuff with me and that I get to hear it. And, um, you know, I mean, I still, I still freak out every time I hear a song in the radio, which is just about every day. I freak out whenever I see a bumper sticker or a T-shirt. Like it just never gets old for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, someone says, oh, I, you know, I, I know that band. I'm like, really, you've heard of them? Not that I, that I don't recognize how talented they are, but it's just hard to reconcile that, you know, that person that I grew up with with um, this big, you know, I don't know response that he's gotten from people and uh it's really it's really it's humbling but it's it's just I don't know it just doesn't fully compute to be totally honest with you and so many of the bands that were on this compilation are are bands that I love and listen to like I was really geeking out that we got some of these people I'm (laughs) like oh my gosh they're doing it they're doing it um and it just again it just sort of blows my mind that that he has had this kind of a reach And quite honestly, I think, um, you know, till my dying day, I'm still going to be in awe uh, constantly of of all these stories and all these things. It's just it's wonderful and it's tragic. And, you know, some days it makes me so happy and grateful. And other days it's it's completely heartbreaking that he's not here to appreciate it. You know, I feel like I shouldn't be the only one. You know, or or my parents shouldn't be the only ones hearing all this, but he should be here hearing this. And Mm. so I kind of go back and forth between, you know, being super stoked and being super sad. But I think that's normal. I think that's a normal reaction.
2: Can I ask you one thing real quick? Um, Yeah. You know, he was your brother, right? And so you, you saw him as your brother and we see him as this, you know, musical influencer and all those sorts of things. But one of the things that I really appreciate that I think to JB's point that he's done is he's collaborated with all sorts of artists and he's put all sorts of genres mm. together. And it, it was never just a straight reggae. It was never straight rock. He put dance He I put some ska, I put some R and B. I mean, you get, you know, Long Beach has its own, you know, spice. I you know love yeah. California. I was born out there. Like totally get it. It has its own vibe, but was it part of his personality to be like a collaborator? Was he like that outgoing to, to try to find creative ways of just like, I don't know. Just dealing with things around the house or with you or in general with his friends, like what kind of person was he to like was that just something created in the music world or was that a piece of his personality that that maybe could be potentially one of the x factors that made him
6: musically mm, what he is? That's a good question. You know, I don't really I don't really see it as something that poured over into other areas of his life, but at the same time it's also not surprising that his music developed that way. Because we really we grew up in a very musical family. There were there were no strict genres about you know what was playing in the house or what we listened to or um, you know. And I I feel very fortunate in that regard. I thought that that was normal. I thought that everybody got together with their extended family on you know holidays and sang and played instruments and did the hula and you know, I, just, <laughs> I thought that was normal until really I think until about high school and I went oh really you don't you don't all do that um so when I hear his music and and all the different influences and all the different sounds that he mixed together it doesn't surprise me at all um and as I said he was he was brilliant very brilliant so I can see how it carried over into his music that he sort of He took that, you know, the constant stuff going on in his head. You know, his brain was never quiet. And he was always reading all kinds of stuff. I mean, everything. So for him to take all of that and synthesize it into the sound. And, you know, I, I really never felt that he was bound by other people's expectations of him. I think he definitely felt the pressure of those expectations as they started you know, having a bigger fan base and that kind of thing. But at the same time, he was still very determined to do what he wanted to do or what, you know, the sound that they wanted to create. And I think it's that, that genuineness that people respond to, because he really was just all about having to get the music out that was inside of him. And, you know, I say him, but really it was, it was all of them. I mean, it was such a, such a great, connection between all of them and the band and and all the people that participated in creating that sound and you know they really they brought a little bit from each person and I think that that helped to make the sound better too but I I really do think it was just that that honesty in in his lyrics and in their music that people relate to and respond to wow
2: I feel like I got to know him just a little bit better right there so thank you for that That, that's amazing that's awesome very cool Right so on.
0: one of the, one of the big reasons that really, um, you know, attracted me to the sublime sound is the, the fusion of, of reggae. And I feel like I remember watching a documentary, uh, a long time ago about sublime. And it talked about, uh, Brad taking a trip with his dad, uh, Papa Noel or, or Jim to Jamaica. And then coming back mm-hmm. with like kind of that, that, uh, that influence from, from Island music. I, I'm curious, do you, is that a fact? Is that like, like, do you remember that? Or is that, I always, in my head, I That's always thought that, that was. That's absolutely true. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We, so we grew up, yeah.
6: we grew up sailing. My dad mm-hmm. had a sailboat, a, a little one, and we'd race it. And um, so they took a trip with some cousins over to Jamaica and, and rented a sailboat and sailed around for a bit. And in the course of all that, you know, they they ended up spending some time with some people and going to some you know, just little kind of pop-up parties. And like I said, we, you know, we're a very musical family. So I think Brad sort of felt very at home there. You know, the fact that, that you could just sit with a group of strangers and everyone pulls out their guitars and, or whatever instruments they have and start singing and, and dancing that, that's where we feel at home. And so he really connected with the people that he met there and with the music. And it was so different from what he had experienced before you know, not that we'd never heard any kind of reggae, but it wasn't a big part of of our life. And so it was this this new sound, this fresh sound, and this, this sound that just encompassed so much of a lifestyle that made sense to him, you know? And so I think that that was a big part of it. I want to say he was around 11 or 12 when they took that trip. Oh, wow. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, that, that had a big impact on him. And, and it really informed his musicality later in life.
0: Interesting. No, oh, that's uh that's very cool. That's that's very cool to hear. I'm I'm curious then too, like as Sublime kind of um, you know, hit their stride and, and, and got national attention, um, from your perspective, what was that like for you? I mean, were you getting invited to parties and like like from your perspective watching the band kind of catch fire and, and, and grow and, and you know, kind of, you know, become um, this, this amazing band, I, I'm just kind of curious your perspective from that. Like, did, you know, did you go to some cool after parties or, or, uh, <laughs> you, you know, did you like, what, what well, did it look like from your perspective watching that
6: happen? You're going to be, you're going to be super disappointed. In my answer, <laughs> JB, I, um, so when they first started, I would go to all the shows, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ones in the little clubs with the sticky floors and all that. Um, best and I, but you know, I was, <laughs> yeah. Right. But I was just there to hear hear my brother, you know what I mean? Like for me, it wasn't necessarily about the music because like I said, you know, making music and playing music and creating music was not that that revolutionary for us and our family, but for him to be, you know, in a band and up on the stage and he's writing the music and singing the music and all this kind of stuff, I, I was so proud of him. And so I would go to all those early shows and absolutely loved it. And then I got um I got married really young. I got married when I turned 21 and so at that point that was kind of when they were really starting to get bigger and take off. So I I really was very, you know, focused on trying to be a good wife and and sort of, you know, assimilate into this new role that I had had found myself in. And so I didn't go to a lot of the bigger shows. Um I went to the Weenie Roast. I remember the Weenie Roast, that was a lot of fun, just but I always loved being out in the crowd. Even to this day, I much prefer to watch a show from the crowd because you get that energy you know you just you feel a part of that energy and everything that that everybody's getting from the band on stage and that they're giving back is just is for me a big part of the concert experience so I would always you know watch the show from from out there and then go back and say hi to him and tell him what a great job he did and give him a hug and then leave you know so we quite honestly like we partied a couple times together in high school and it didn't really work out nobody really wants to party with her big brother it's just not fun so so we we really didn't we didn't hang out you know after that and so really I was just there to to watch him play and to be supportive and to you know be the proud sister and then to leave Um, so you know later I think right around the time that well, a little bit after I, you know, sort of got busy with my life, one of my stepsisters would go to a bunch of the shows, Katie. And so she was really much more into the scene at that time for a while. And um, you know, so we have very different experiences in that regard. But um, yeah, so kind of kind of disappointing. I, I always say, and it, it sounds kind of callous, but you know, if I'd known he was gonna die, I would have I would have gone to more stuff. I would have I would have been more involved. I would have taken more pictures. I would have mm. <laughs> made more recordings. You know, it just at the time it never occurred to me that that he wasn't going to be there forever. Yeah. So I didn't really feel a sense of urgency. Um, I'm really stoked that I did go to as many shows that I did. I mean, I went to a lot, but yeah. um, you know, n- now looking back, I just I feel like wow, I wish I wish I would have been there more.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't even, uh, I can't imagine. And, and it sounds like, uh, you know, you were, you were there being the, the supportive sister and, and, um, you know, obviously looking back, I mean, you know, I guess maybe that's a, something to think about now in life when your friends, uh, you know, invites you to that concert, maybe, you know, we, we should all just kind of, you know, take that, take that moment to appreciate that. Um, you know, we have the opportunity to take advantage of those, those, uh, those things when they happen now. So, um, yeah. One um, one person that I want to talk about, and actually this is somebody that uh, was on the, the album, uh, The House That Bradley Built, and that's um, Brad's son, Jacob. Um,
3: yeah.
0: I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, watching, from my perspective, watching him grow musically, uh, I, I think he's an insanely talented musician. I like what I'm hearing from Law. I love the fact that he's collaborating with the the reggae rock scene, even though maybe Law's sound isn't, you know, specifically, you know, reggae rock or they've kind of got their own Uh genre, but I'm just kind of curious, um, you know, from your perspective, watching uh, Jacob kind of come into his own and, and what that relationship is, is like. And, um, you know, just kind of maybe how proud you are too, to, to see what he's doing now.
6: Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try not to go overboard here, but I am so (laughs) proud of that kid. I just, every time i see him i'm so impressed with not only how he's handled everything that's happened up until now but the choices that he's making going forward he really is is such an incredible young man and damn i wish brad was here to see that but um you know he's he's dealt with a lot in fact 3 years ago when when the whole idea for bradley's house and the no family foundation started he was in rehab and that's kind of where where it all started and he, he's been sober for, I want to say about three and a half years now. He, so he got sober at a very young age. He's, he's 25 and he's dealt with things that most people twice his age have never and will never deal with. And I have so much respect for him for that and, and doing it all in, in the public eye, you know, I mean, he's, he's had people watching him for his whole life. He was 11 months old when Brad passed away. So he doesn't have a whole lot of memory of his dad, but I'll tell you, there's a there's a big case for nature versus nurture with that kid because he, you know, when he's on stage performing, there's there's mannerisms that he has that are so Brad. I mean, just so Brad. And even like, you know, when his voice started to change, I called one time and he answered and I thought it was Brad. And my brain for a second didn't register the fact that it couldn't be, you know, <laughs> for a minute, I just like something inside me jumped and it was like, <gasps> Brad, and then I realized it wasn't, and I just started bawling. And this was all before I even said hello. Poor Jacob, he's like, "This is my crazy aunt." But um, (laughs) I just, yeah, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. And and as far as you know, his his musical career, I think when he first started, there was a lot of pressure from people for him to have a sound that was similar to Sublime. Uh, But you know, that's not that's not who he is, and that wouldn't be true to to himself. And so it, it certainly would have been the easy route to go to just play that kind of music and, and really give people what they wanted to hear. And he, he could have had a, honestly, a really great career doing that. But I respect the fact that that he has found his own voice and his own style. And it's, there's a little bit of crossover because obviously, you know, that's that's in him, that's a part of him, but he really has a much harder sound. And the more he he digs into that and the more he pursues that, the better I think his music is becoming. I mean, I really, I've seen him grow so much musically in the last few years. And, and it's because he's being more and more true to himself and making the music that he wants to make. And I think as he does that more and more, we'll start, you know, hearing a lot more from him and seeing a lot more from him. He's also a very talented writer. I mean, he grew up doing all kinds of creative writing and he's, he goes to Cal State Long Beach. He's a creative writing major. He's a very talented writer. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of talent in that little body. He's a, he's just a, he's a great, great person. And I'm really proud of the man that he's becoming.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like he's Mm. got a a lot of good music in front of him and I'm excited about that. And, and, you know, we're, we're fans of what he's doing. And, and, um, that's cool that he's got a supportive aunt like yourself. That's obviously very proud of him. That's, that's cool here.
6: Yeah. It's a, it's a little shameful. I just, I get so (laughs) excited for him. And I think it's extra so because Brad's not here. And so Mm. I feel like, I just want him to understand how fabulous he is, you know, yeah. he doesn't have his dad here to tell him that. And I just, I really, I'm just, I'm very, very proud of him. It's, it's a tough thing. You know, having, having struggled with losing Brad too, I understand, but mm-hmm. I didn't have to deal with it in the same way that he did. And yeah. it's a whole different animal for him, but he's, he's really risen to it and, and made us all proud.
2: Don't I ever underestimate the power of the supportive ant supportive ants are awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Had him in my Thank life, you, and Red. big shout out to that. No, <laughs> very shout out to important. all no.
6: the very, supportive
2: very ants important. out there. <laughs> really, really. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
0: Uh, that's uh, that's amazing. Well, Kelly, just just like you know, in talking to you, there's you know, there, there's there's such a uh, positive energy coming from you, and and you know, listening to okay. you talk about you know Jacob and and Bradley, and and just the music scene in general, and then listening to you talk about Bradley's house and the Noel family foundation, you know, it's just, it's, you, you're a special person. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, it's pretty obvious to me. And, and, um, you know, I think I had for a while, I had seen, you know, Bradley's house, like the, you know, some of the merch out there, I know like Audic empire, Ronnie and those guys and some of the bands that we love and have seen, you know, rep, rep you guys and, and, and get the, get the name out there. But I'm curious for anyone that's listening to this, you know, conversation and now understands a little bit more about what you're looking to do. Um, how can they get involved? How can people help? How, how? What would you recommend?
6: You know, there's there's two things that I think we need the most right now. One is money, right? Because this is and that's going to be an ongoing thing. You know, the only way that we can provide these services free of charge is by people stepping up and you know the ones that have the means doing so. Um, mm-hmm. But quite honestly, every every single donation, big or small, truly makes a huge difference. Sometimes the person that gives twenty dollars, it's just as much of a sacrifice as the person that gives five thousand dollars. You know, So it's really about just doing what you personally can. I don't ever want anybody to feel like if they can't do something big that it's not worthwhile because really, you know, over the past three years, it's it's been all these little bits from from fans all over the world that, that have created something really wonderful. And so, you know, it's still gonna take some more, but, but we've created such a strong base and such a strong foundation. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, the other thing is getting the word out. I really think that, you know, it's just, it's a matter of finding the people that have the means and have the heart to help. And, and that's what's gonna sustain this project. And so it's a combination of both. And I don't think one is any more important than the other. They're all just pieces of the puzzle. And you need every piece to make it complete. So right now, those are the two biggest things. You know, once we get the house open, then you know there'll be different things. Um, we we go to some music festivals and and local events, and people are so great. They're always coming up and saying, "What can I do to help? How can I help?" And and I really hope that in the future we'll have we'll have more concrete things that people can do. But right now, we're just so focused. On, on getting the doors open, and I feel like every day that we we aren't there yet, we're potentially losing somebody. You know, people are. There's hundreds of people dying every single day from this opioid epidemic in this country, and it's it's heartbreaking. It's sort of been overshadowed with COVID, but it, the problem is more. Dire now than it was six months ago, because now people are also dealing with their addiction in the midst of isolation and depression, and you know uh, the loss of all the things that that was keeping them sane and and on track with their sobriety. So that there's such a um, a sense of urgency that I feel, and that I know everyone on our board feels, to get the house open and. I wish that I had something more that I could tell people, hey, if you could just do this, that would be great. But really, it's just a matter of, I tell people, if you can give, give. And if you can just get the word out, get the word out. Because you never know who you might reach. You know, one person that feels like they can't really do anything might tell somebody who tells somebody who tells somebody and they just happen to have $100,000 that they'd like to donate to a, a, you know, nonprofit. So, you just never know, and I'm I'm open to wherever it comes from. I certainly have learned through life that nothing ever goes the way that I think it will, or the way that I plan for it to, um, which is kind of freeing, you know. <laughs> you just kind of let go and yeah. and you know pursue what you're passionate about and and go for it and try to make great things happen and be a conduit for all these things, if you can, and, and I think it'll all come together, but I really do feel like it's a group effort. Mm. I certainly, certainly could not make this happen on my own. And, um, and I just feel really fortunate that the fans and, and musicians and everybody have pulled together and are getting behind this. It's very exciting.
0: Yeah. uh, Wow. You know, I, I think the universe sometimes has an interesting way of, you know, bringing you the right thing at the right time. And if you're letting your vision Mm. and your, your passion drive you. I mean, who knows what's right around the corner, you know? So, um,
6: that's inspiring.
0: I, I I respect that big time. Thank you. One, one other question I have for you. I'm sorry. Again, things just pop into my brain, Kelly. I'm all over (laughs) the place. All right. But, uh, one question I have is you, you, you said something funny earlier, um, that you still remember, uh, Brad, like uh, blowing his nose in the shower. Like that's what you kind of yep. uh, think about. And and for me, I think about some of the people, Gross, I've, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think about some of the people I've lost and and I, I always try to think about them in, you know, in the most positive way, or I try to remember like stories or just like my vision of them in their, at their best or their essence, or even just like funny things about them. So I'm kind of curious um, if you had any, you know, kind of aside from Brad blowing his nose in the shower, if you had any kind of like, uh, I don't know, just memories or, or, you know, um, any insight on kind of just who he was or how you remember him as a, as a person from your perspective.
6: Yeah. Uh, you know, it is, it's always nice to remember the good stuff for sure. You know, there are times when, um, when the bad stuff hits cause he was, he was human. He definitely was not perfect. And, um, and I think that that's really important for people to understand too. And that's, you know, for a long time, I never mentioned the blowing the nose in the shower thing because <laughs> I felt like, Oh, you know, I have to keep this, this mystique. I don't want to say anything bad about him. And I'm cer- certainly not going to put him down, but he was human. And, you know, every single one of us have the potential to do, to do great things and um, on a different level, you know, and, but one does not make it more important than the other. I mean, they're all super valuable. So, um, I, I don't know. I just like to remind people of that, that, you know, obviously it's nice to have heroes and idolize people, but remembering that at the end of the day, they were just, uh, you know, a regular person that's trying to do the best that they can. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he was always very entertaining. I <laughs> me to say that. Um, he was great with voices. It, it never surprised me that he ended up recording songs in Spanish because he always had a gift for language. Even before he knew how to speak Spanish, he could, he would, we'd take these long road trips with our parents and he would entertain me by doing all these different voices. And, you know, of course, being younger, I was certain that, you know, Oh, he's, he sounds German. He must be speaking German and Oh, look, he knows Russian and Chinese. Like he could just make these, these sounds like he was actually speaking the language So he started taking Spanish in high school and, um, our mom's house backs up to what used to be a bunch of asparagus fields. Now it's all developed in houses and stuff, but, you know, we'd go down there and and pick the asparagus and ride around on motorbikes and play hide and seek and all that. And so he would talk to the people there and that's how he got that conversational Spanish going. And, um, dad had a construction company for years and he'd go to the jobs with dad and speak with people there. And he just, he he wasn't necessarily trying to learn the language so much as he was appreciating the, the differences of different cultures. And he always loved that. So learning Spanish just came very, very naturally for him. He continued to take Spanish classes in college, but he just, he had a gift for that. And so I found that super entertaining as a child. Um, he was, you know, sometimes he was really fun and other times he was a pain in the ass and, (laughs) you know i mean just a typical sibling mm. you know sometimes i loved him sometimes i hated him um sometimes i wished i never had a brother and other times i couldn't imagine life without him you know so losing him for me was really um it was really like losing everything he had been so much for me as a kid and um yeah so it, you know it was it was hard but but he was—he had a lot of really great qualities, and he was really a lot of fun. And as I said, he was—he was very creative and talented. He would draw me pictures. <laughs> he, I have—I have quite a few of just his little silly pencil sketches that he did when we were like in elementary and high school. And um, you know, at the time, I thought, wow, he—you know—is like the next Michelangelo. But <laughs> <laughs> looking back, there. <laughs> really drawing was not his challenge, but he just (laughs) he always was just very creative and and again very intelligent very well read very well spoken um yeah so i really i looked up to him a lot i really did
0: that's amazing yeah no that's that's funny i i also have a uh a sibling who I think would probably <laughs> describe me, uh, in, in a similar way. So I, I, I feel that. And, uh, you know, Kelly, yeah. I, 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 can't even begin to put it into words like, um, you know, how, how sorry I am that you, you, you went through that. And I think that, um, you know, I, you, you really are because you've, you've just shown so much strength in what you're doing right now. I really feel like a lot of people are going to draw strength from you and from this conversation. And, and for that, I, I appreciate you and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I just think, I think what you're doing right now is amazing and um, Reggae 360 will do everything that we possibly can to help you and your mission. And I'm um, just very grateful for you as a person. So I just want to say that.
6: Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Mark has been such a supporter right from the start. Oh yeah. And we, like I said, you know, the two biggest things for us are raising money and getting the word out mm-hmm. and he's been a huge help in that. And so, you know, we appreciate you guys big time.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Mark, Mark is the man. He, uh, you know, he, he loves you and and we got a couple of people on the team that, um, you know, really appreciate the relationship with you. I know Jen Armstrong is another amazing human being that, uh, that, um, is also, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll continue. She does all of our stuff. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's amazing. She is Jen Armstrong is a legend. Like she's just so she's such a
6: rock star. Um, that is, you are not overstating it at all. I totally agree. She's amazing. She blows me away all the time. She has such a way of communicating and and getting a message across in an, in a very accessible way. I'm really, I'm so grateful for her.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. We share that. We share that. Uh, yeah. That sentiment. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, Kelly, you've been so uh, you know uh, gracious with your time.
2: Uh Brett, Evan, did you guys have anything you wanted to uh Yeah, I got I got one thing. Yeah. I got one thing I gotta say. At the end of this whole thing, yeah, Kelly, what you're doing is incredible. I appreciate all the sentiment you bring forward to this community. The opportunities for this community to bond together is amazing. Yeah. It's needed, it's appreciated. And um in closing, I think the most important thing, if you have a sibling, hug your sister, call your sister, yes. tell her your lover. Cause I I don't think I do that nearly enough, but I think about all the childhood times, like playing the guitar and annoying the shit out of her, trying to play (laughs) sublime in my room and by my neighbors and whatever, but she's always been there for me. And it's awesome to have sisters and hug your aunts and thank your aunts for being supportive (laughs) aunts, because uh, you know, it's a big contribution. And I think that's, if, if I can have my opinion about it, that's your heart allowing you to do all this is from that caring, nurturing place. And the authenticity of, of being a family member, losing a family member, but helping others find positivity through the strife is, um, it's a blessing and a gift. So thank you so, so much for sharing the time with us, but also doing what you're doing on a daily basis. Appreciate it.
6: Absolutely. Thanks for saying that, Brett. I really appreciate it. You know, our experience is not unique. Um, it it may seem unique because of the visibility of Brad and everything that he did, but um, you know, the stuff that I deal with on a day-to-day basis from losing him, that's not unique. Sure. That's that's everybody. That's that's the human experience. And so I think that's beautiful what you said. You know what? Call up your siblings, call up your friends, call up your parents. Just tell them you love them because that at the end of the day, that's really that's really what it comes down to. That's all that matters.
0: Amen. Yeah. Hey, Amen. I- <laughs> Yes, yes, I can't, I could not say it any better.
2: <laughs> I don't go to church or nothing, but uh, that's, I got to throw one out there. It seemed about uh, right. S- some of you aunts out there better step your game up. That's all Yo. I'm saying. Uh, my aunt Debbie is legit. <laughs> I have two aunt Debbies, so no one can get mad. But aunt Debbie, nice.
6: Hey, I nice. got some amazing
1: aunts too. Evan, you want to shout out your aunts right now? Oh, absolutely! I can give my aunts a shout out. Actually, it's one of my aunts' birthdays today, so oh, I, wow. I really need hey. to give her a shout
6: hey, out. Happy birthday, happy birthday Jackie. <laughs>
1: What up? Jackie?
0: Nice.
6: Happy birthday.
0: Jackie! <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> Kelly, hopefully this won't be the last time that we have you on this podcast. And, um, this was a, this was a great conversation to start out with. And, um, you know, again, anything that we can do, we're at your disposal and, uh, you know, just keep doing your thing. And, um, like I said, the universe has a funny way of bringing things to you. So, um, yeah. hopefully, uh, something big's around the corner and, and, um, in the meantime, just, you know, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing.
6: Oh, thank yes. you. It really, it's it's a huge honor to be on the show and to talk with you guys. And the support means so much. The support from every single person means so much. Every single message, every single interview request, every single, you know, review, anything. It really does a lot to to reinforce to us that we're on the right track. And, and that means a lot. So thank you guys so much. Thank it's you. been an honor.
2: Thank you.
0: Awesome. All right.
7: I just can't leave my pet He's i surely wind up dead Cause I know they're out there Waiting and watching for me Still I got my yellow cat And my wooden baseball bat And my shiny silver cat And if my homies got my back Then I've got
2: Well, welcome back to For The Vibes Podcast. We're here, JB, Evan, myself, Brett Coleman, chilling, having a great yeah. day, a great podcast, and many blessings to be able to talk to somebody like Kelly Knoll. You know, I've seen her name around. Uh, you know, Knoll is is kind of a household name, especially in and amongst the sublime fans, group, whatever, knowing the genre, knowing the lineage, and what I didn't know is how amazingly articulate she is. And I, and I don't mean that in any other way than a very hard subject to talk about that. She made it feel very approachable. And, um, I felt like I got a lot more out of that conversation than I knew I would. Um, and, and I mean it with all due respect, it's like, I just knew her kind of as this front facing person. That's a community contributor. That's also the sister of Bradley Knoll, and, I do not have that same impression now. I mean, yes, she is still the sister of Bradley Noel, but such a loving person, a great aunt, a great sister, a great ambassador, a person that, you know, you just want to be able to be your friend. Or if God forbid you had an emergency, feel like I could call her, you know, like she just seemed like yeah. a really cool person. So uh, much love and respect to Kelly. Thank you so much for being here, coming on the show and just helping us, you know, again, advance the the content for our audience and give them a little bit more of introspective introspection, introspective perspective about um, the life of Bradley and your guys' mission right now to just help the lives of others. Um, much respect. Very dope.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, you know, I think one thing, too, to mention is that, you know, we do the top ten songs of the week. Um, and I know you just heard a, a couple of tracks, one uh, you know, going into the interview, one coming out of the interview. Uh, we didn't nominate uh, The House That Bradley Built for the specific top 10 songs of the week because honestly, every song on this album should have been a top 10 song of the week and we'd basically just be breaking down the album. So we excluded it because it goes without saying you need to check that project out. You need to download it. You need to listen to it It's flawless It's perfect. It's an amazing piece of art. And we're going to make sure uh, to do our due diligence and uh, preaching the gospel of the house. Apparently building that amazing law records project. Um, so I wanted to make sure people knew that man. So, you know, consider those two songs that we just got the opportunity to listen to as uh, you know, representation on this here podcast. Cause that album is amazing. Listen to it. Speaking of the regular 360 top 10 songs of the week, and we told the people we were going to keep it moving after the interview, and that's what we got to do. So what you got for us?
1: Let's keep it moving. Up next, we've got the song Wet Kiss from Brett Bollinger.
2: Oh, Brett.
4: The kiss was the kiss of death But all I really know is it took away my breath Now baby, here you are Teasing me with your tender lips Now you're gone too far Dancing too close and I'm loving the danger It's like a chemical reaction And it don't need no, don't need no, don't need no damn explanation
3: Cause there's nothing like a wet
0: Seeing as you're the uh, single guy on this podcast, man, I'm sure you probably have a lot of experience. But what exactly is a wet kiss, in your words?
1: Uh, what is a wet kiss? Well, it's it's not a dry kiss, right? They you're hydrated. Um, okay. There's probably uh, more than just lips involved, right? Unless your lips are very wet, that'd be that'd be weird. Uh, so there's probably some sort of uh, internal parts uh, going on there. You know, this this description is making me feel uncomfortable with myself. <laughs> I'm just going to go in the you corner. Know, I, I was
0: going to say, dude, you, I appreciate you taking a stab and answering that question. You did not make it uh, <laughs> sound as sexy as uh, Brett Bollinger did on this song here. Um, and, you know, to be fair, like that's an impossible mission. Uh, pepper puts out some pretty sexy music. All right. Big pepper guy over here. So, you know, in this track, man, like pepper guy, first of all, I shouldn't say pepper because again, this is Brett Bollinger and his, you know, this is his musical expression. I mean, he's obviously a member of the legendary group pepper, but this is uh, his own music and it sounds like it, man. It's amazing. It's got a great vibe. I I almost got like a country influence in this. It kind of got me just moving and, and bopping and, you know, we got a little country vibe here, man. And uh I love the line dancing too close and feeling the danger. You know, I was single one seven and, and uh, I remember that dude. I remember, you know, you're dancing, you're vibing all of a sudden you're getting close and there's that tension and chemistry. And uh, yeah, also Brett shouts out sundresses in this song. So line about, you know, sundresses going flying or something like that. And, I just want to take a second to appreciate sundresses sundresses um, and all their glory. And, uh, you know, the song as well. I want to appreciate Brett Bollinger's art. This is a happy song, an upbeat song, sexy song, despite Evan's best attempt to make it uncomfortable for everybody. Uh, yeah, man. I thought Brett killed it. Brett well. Coleman, not Brett Bollinger. Brett Coleman. What do you think about this track?
2: Well... Well, there's so many things to think about. What you guys are just <laughs> talking about, um, I, I do not think that you need to be single uh, in order to have the danger when you're dancing close. Uh, thank you, yeah. JB. I'll,
1: I can tell your girlfriend and, that um, for you if you want.
2: And I and I would encourage you to uh, seek that opportunity in danger. You know, be like Tom Cruise, do your own stunts, see what see what can happen. Okay, um, but you know, Brett Bollinger has a way of always just. Just uh, I'm not trying to be the, the dirty guy, but you know, Brett Brett loves the ladies and, and all of all of them. And so the wet kiss can be whatever you interpret. Um I think it's a bit of a, a nasty song in, in a good and bad way. You know, like stupid has that song about I'm a nasty man, nasty man, but a nasty man, but a nasty man, you know won't know.
0: She's like, a dirty girl.
2: You know, it's it's okay. Like so Brett got a little bit dirty, the wet kiss. And uh, keep on pumping out these singles, man. I love that last album, Lo-Fi, and I love that uh, you know Pepper's still kicking and he's still doing his own thing, and he's always having a good time. That's all you can guarantee when you're listening to Brett Bollinger. He really finds a way to have a good time. His messages pretty much always reflect having a good time. I really can't think of a song, trying to now off the top of my head, where he's not having a good time, and I don't think I can.
0: Well, so. if he's not having a good time, I'm definitely having a good time during all his songs. And I'm pretty sure Dirty Girl is a reference to a Robin Big song. Dirty uh, Girl. Yes. Okay. Tune, tune. Um, but, yeah. Well, Brett, you're officially going to be known as a dirty guy now. So um, there's that.
2: No, Brett with one T, not the double T. I'm a very happy, oh. sanitary man.
0: You got low T you only got one (laughs) t just kidding dude. we all know that ain't the truth uh
1: evan speaking of the truth what is the truth the truth is up next we've got another track we've got earthquake weather from the dirty heads
7: A scarlet letter Toss all the money in a paper shredder Never felt better Never been met at peace Climb trees, I'm deep Can't get drunk if there ain't no drink And you can't kick sand if there ain't no beach Earthquake weather Down for whatever Little bit of pain and a little bit of pleasure Try to get me got, get a little bit of never Can't talk high, two stone rosetta. at a Technique, I'm deep Kick sand if there ain't no beach. Can't kick sand if there ain't no beach. No West Coast sinking. I'll go down with you. We'll be singing. Bye bye.
0: Earthquake weather. Earthquake weather. Say it five times fast.
1: Earthquake weather, earthquake weather, earthquake weather, earthquake weather, earthquake weather.
0: Wow, flex on him, dude. Everybody, he's single. Uh, (laughs) Brett, Brett, I'm curious, man. How did this song make you feel?
2: Can't kick sand if there ain't no beach. Can't kick sand if there ain't no beach. That's how it made me feel. Like, Get me to the goddamn beach. I want to kick some sand. Earthquake weather is kind of a weird thing. Like, I don't... <laughs> and I like it. we cut right at the part where he's like, earthquake weather, what does it mean? I was like, what does that mean? You know, like... <laughs> I mean, metaphorically, I'm sure there's a million and a half ways to interpret that. But it's not really something you're going to get on the forecast. You know, you live in California. You expect this shit to happen at some point. Certain parts of the world, you expect some things to go down. But, um, man, Dirty Heads, they've got an interesting tone. They've always come with this little bit of hip-hop influence on top of a little bit of getting stoned enjoying the nostalgia of this Southern California-ness and um I'm really never disappointed when it comes to the Dirty Heads and as far as a live show goes they put some shit together man um been lucky enough to see them a few times and always impressed with the energy that they're bringing and that they all are such talented musicians but you know Jared and Duddy just just leading the charge and uh Man can't kick sand if there ain't no beach. Beaches,
0: beaches. I like it.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're right, man. You can't
0: kick sand if there is no beach. You also can't get drunk if there's no drink. Oh, um, which is also true. But y- the thing about this song is, number one, I loved it. I love the Dirty Head sound. Everything is just so well put together. You know, it's it's um they have a signature sound. And this is a fun song. I I will say this, and this is not a a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if I fully understand the meaning of this song because I can think about it a bunch of different ways. It's like, is this like a California pride song? Like, I mean, I'm going to, you know, if the West Coast is sinking, I'm going to go down with you. Is it a statement about all the crazy shit that's going on right now in California and all the people that are being affected by, the wildfires and all the just, you know, just all the, all the shit that's going on. Is it that feeling of impending doom? Because, you know, people talk about how there could be an earthquake that could sink California. Is it kind of like a, you know, a, 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 a representation of that attitude of like, I don't give a fuck if California sinks, I'm going down with it because I love California. This is my place. And you know what, if if there is no more beach because it sinks, Well, you can't kick sand. I don't know, dude. This song's got me thinking, but I like it. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I can tell you that. Um, Evan, you got a very colorful uh, shirt on. I feel like that qualifies you to have a hot take about this particular track.
1: I mean, I, I think you've both said that all there is to be said, really, other than the fact that this is an absolute banger. Okay. Uh I mean it's it's the Dirty Heads. It's one of the absolute biggest names in the scene. There's a reason when they drop a track, it's going to sound good from beginning to end. It's going to have a lot of great vibes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you're probably going to want to bang it when you're in your car driving down the street just doing your thing, looking to just You're going to want to what? Bang it. You don't like that? <sighs> I do. My, I'm just disappointing you left and right today. No, I'm just messing with you, man, dude.
2: I'm not disappointed at all, bro. I like, I appreciate that, Brett. Bang it,
0: Brett's like a supportive Bang uncle. I could probably take a page <laughs> out of Brett's book here, uh, Evan. I'm sorry, man. You know what? I'm just trying to set you up for success. I just want to see you shine,
1: dude. Thanks, JP. Of course. You know, it's that's the. It can be tough, but it's more than love between us, JB. You know, we're tough on each other, and Brett, we can include you in that too, as our now supportive uncle out there in Arizona. It's it's more than love, you know. You it's, it's more than it's love? a brother. It's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood. It's more than love.
2: Oh yeah, man. It's a segue. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling one. it. Trevor Next Hall,
0: up. more than love. Do
2: <laughs>
0: it, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
4: At least they told me so How to surrender Sometimes I never know The walls up around me They seem to never fall Let me some fire So I can burn them all I know we've been struggling But here we gotta move I can still see you Now can you see me too Remember the rivers And how they merged our hearts Never apart Cause we came for more than love So baby girl, don't you run We came for more than, love. More, than love. more than love We came for more than love So baby girl, don't you run We came for more than love I can feel the fear on every single breath Sometimes I feel like I can't take another step But darling, I'm a soldier I know that you're a soldier So let's climb up this mountain and get over All the things that keep us in the shadows, girl I intend to cut them out of both our worlds The mirror of the heart that never lies Gotta purify our eyes and shine We came for more Coming for more than
0: love, man That's a hell of a track, dude I love Trevor Hall's voice Alright, this is a song that's got a lot going on, man There's a lot to it And I love the progression of this track, man I love that Trevor Hall's music is never, you know, light It always feels heavy It always feels like it's done with intention It always feels meaningful And, um Yeah, man, I love this chat, man. I'm a soldier. You're a soldier, man. We're here for more than love. This this is just a, this song gets you feeling something, man. This is the type of song you could drive and just zone out to start thinking about life. Trevor Hall might accidentally just get you thinking about your own life, being real reflective about mistakes you've made in the past, you know, maybe mistakes you made when you were just looking for love and not more than love, you know? And what is more than love? Love is everything, man.
2: I was just going to ask you that, damn it. JD. I was going <laughs> to ask you, what is more than love? You know, we were talking about that today. We were talking about breaking down these lyrics. What is the bullshit? What is the limit? What is the... What is more than love? You know, like, if I had to take a
0: wild stab at trying to interpret that, I could say, like, love is a feeling. You know, like... <sighs> You know, but maybe more than love is like the actions that go above and beyond like you would love somebody you could feel it in your heart, you could say I love you, you know, but then are you really taking the necessary uh, steps to to live that, you know, are you really doing things to show that. Are you showing that with your action? Are you helping them build? Are you helping them build an empire? Are you helping them grow and succeed and have positive thoughts and, you know, be healthy? And are you going out of your way to do more than just quote unquote love? Now that could be wildly different than the intention of the song, but that's just how I interpret it. And you know what? That's okay.
2: That's quite all right. I think it's a good, a good definition for me, man. I liked it. Nice. Appreciate that. Evan, you're looking with a, just a
0: a foul uh, look on your face, dude. Like I maybe like I
1: did something horrible to you. No,
0: no. Oh, that's just that's just your, it's your resting Evan face. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I hey, just look bad. like
1: this. This is me.
0: <laughs> What's up? I'm kidding, man. Um, what do you think? You like that song? Certified banger. A plus, hundred percent.
1: Well, I'll give it an A because they did not mention. For the vibes, so that is a criteria.
0: Dude, you're a Um, hard ass teacher, dude. I respect it.
1: You got to hold these kids accountable. You know, absolutely handing out A plus. I mean, I'm not going to cover the whole thing in red ink. You know, there's just one little side note. You know, hey, to mention for the vibes. Sometimes you got to get your head right, right, right. And one way to do that is to listen to the song "Head Right" from Chad Wrong and Rex Arthur so
2: right favorite. it's wrong oh I see what you did there
3: If the things I find important actually turn out to be, or if I just been wasting all my precious time and energy, aimlessly pursuing goals that don't lead to my dream. Every day's been fantasizing, visualizing where I wanna be. Further separates my mind from my state of reality. Every time I reach a goal, a new one looks right back at me. Every time I'm feeling bliss, it's enveloped by tragedy. So lately I've been having a hard time getting my head right. Thoughts in circles, don't know if I'll
7: get too sleep too.
0: Evan, I think there were two other people on this track that you failed to mention. Why don't you do so right now?
1: We've also got Off the Count and Quinn Carson and Kevin Basilico. Basilico? Right,
4: well,
0: you know, sometimes you just got to give credit where credit is due. Um, and I will say, Chad Wrong. Is an amazing, talented musician. Um, he comes from Bumpin' Uglies, uh, one of my favorite bands. And and uh, I thought this track was amazing, man. I loved it. It was smooth. It was musical. It was filled with life. What did you guys think? Did you say it was musical? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> dude. I don't know what I was trying to say, but I think the you people... Know, that's when
2: it's me. getting late into the evening, and, and that's what you... That's okay. That's all right. You know, so this I song...
0: Think- what I was trying to say is that like there's so many different elements of the song, like the the jazz piano, the like yeah. just all these different elements. It's a very musical song. That sounds like a stupid thing to say, but like I'm not, I didn't say because I'm lazy and stupid. Well, I probably say Look, cause you I'm don't stupid.
1: need to defend yourself to be JB. I I get what you're what you're saying. All
0: right, what was I saying then?
1: Prove it. What was I saying, Evan? Brett okay. was about to give his take, so right. I'm I'm just gonna let Brett take it off here.
2: Okay. Oh shit! All right. Well, what I was gonna say is there's a whole lot of music style thrown in there. That's not like a straightforward track that you would normally probably catch, you know, within a Bump and Uglies song, you know, and, and that's cool because Bump and Uglies have a great combination of this kind of punk ska reggae thing happening, um, but it's definitely not jazzy. So I love seeing that you know, Chad has taken his own voice and teamed up with a whole slew of musici- musicians, magicians, a whole slew of musicians to uh, just bring this shit together and have a really fundamentally musically sound track. I just dug it, man. I really liked it, and uh, it made me feel like smoking a cigar and, and having a little whiskey or scotch, you know, like it's kind of with a that. jazzy track.
0: Yeah, and I love the lyrics too, man, talking about just getting your head right. That's so important nowadays with everything going on. For sure. Um, you know. And actually, because I completely uh, butchered my take on this by saying the song was musical, let me go ahead and do some <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm going to pull up this. Uh, I'm going to pull up Chad Rahm music uh, on Facebook, and I'm just going to read what the people say here. This is the most recent post. Um, he just, you know, he said, Hey, head Ride is out now. Big thanks to everyone for killing their parts and collaborating on this tune. So excited on how it turned out. I'm also excited. Um, also bigs up, bigs up. Can't talk. Can't talk at all today. Oh, well, big ups to Ben Barry for killing the artwork and human for helping with the final mix mastering. So what do you guys think? And let me tell you what Tyler William thinks. Man, this is so good. Really speaks to me and where I've been in life lately. Beautiful. Okay, okay. Let me tell you what Kayla Carter thinks, Evan and Brett. She said, you killed it once again, Chad. Your solar Jesus, I can't talk. Your (laughs) solo stuff is fire. Two fire emojis, okay? Let me tell you, Evan and Brett, what Pauline Louise said. Great song. Two exclamation marks three fire emojis and this post has only been up for a little bit so it's only growing and growing so hit up uh facebook.com backslash chad Rom music <laughs> and let them know what you guys think of this track let me tell you I what thought,
2: jb said musical
1: <laughs> goddamn <laughs> how many fire emojis would you give this song a million and a half wow <laughs>
5: <sighs> that's
0: a lot <laughs> but don't get me misunderstood evan
1: I would never. Well, you better right now. Up next, we've got the song Miss Understood. You got
0: to be a little quicker with these segues. Otherwise, people are listening and thinking, what the hell are these guys doing, man? God damn.
1: From Operation Culture and Ayaterra.
0: Ooh, that's a nice combo.
5: But
7: i say i'm good for you i seem to contemplate the simple things situations that you help me through how can i complain when there's
3: more to do how can i refrain when i win or lose will oh, you keep me sane when i'm going loose as your heart grows i need more of you
0: culture and Ayaterra, dude that's great to see those two linking up Ayaterra is obviously the biggest thing in the world right now man and this is here genre they're at the top and operation culture is on the up and up so to see that collab is dope misunderstood I-, I thought that this song was amazing part of the reason why i love reggae rock music is the imagery the positivity you know and actually evan this song might get an a plus because they literally say bring up the vibes, which is very close to what you're hoping that they would have said. But two of the three, exactly. Oh, uh, man, this song! Like it took me a second. This song is about weed, right? This is a love song for Mary Jane, marijuana, the ganja. She brings me peace in the early mornings. That's how I took it. And I thought it was a beautiful song. You know, I think a lot of people find healing in marijuana, uh, you know, as a, as a Medicinal substance or even just a recreational one, you know. But I think that if if it's something that is part of your lifestyle and who you are, and and you know you have a healthy relationship with it, then this song, you know, for me that's how I interpret it. Now they left it open, so he could be talking about a girl. Misunderstood. I don't know, man. This song could go in a lot of different ways. But I thought it was a great song, great vibe, got me moving. Love the energy, love everything about it. And um, I love the line where they say, Where you?" have been is not where you're going because i think that's very true to keep that in mind man so stop judging yourselves so goddamn hard listen to my and feel good how does that make you guys feel
2: good <laughs> no i made you yeah. feel great man um you know talking about Ayaterra, they're absolutely 100 one of my favorite artists in this genre um always feel motivated listening to them and they have no shortage of songs praising, you know, good old Mary Jane and and the good things that uh, it can provide to those who do choose to partake. And uh, you know, that's that's uh, weed is a wonderful thing. But one thing I thought with this song in particular, it goes back to how we started. You know, I I keep doing this every week, but it's like these these themes and authentic. You know, I feel like. Listening to this song, you know, he's authentic, man. He just comes across not trying to put on any sort of uh, extra anything. We hear a lot of people that use voices and create voices and and try to change their voice. This is just a pure sounding song that uh, I thought was good.
0: Dude, I love it. Brett, I just, dude, I love your musical takes so much, dude. You know, I just, just, that's how I appreciate you, man. And I think Evan feels the same way.
1: You're my you're my umbrella, Brett.
2: Oh, hey. The umbrella. Not
1: in the Beyonce way, but, or <laughs> Rihanna or whoever. Brett's like the Inspector Gadget umbrella of umbrellas. Absolutely.
0: Nice. Wait, you say
1: that Brett's like the umbrella that- Don't read Inspec- into it too much, dude.
2: God damn. Go, go, Ganja, go.
1: What were you going to yes. say? Oh, well, you said he's like Inspector Gadget's umbrella. So you're saying, is he the umbrella that lives inside Inspector Gadget's head and like shoots out or? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I appreciate you
2: clarifying. Thanks. Multi-talented, yo.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) speaking of talent and umbrellas and shooting out of the head, uh, I feel very positive right now. And I think that's time for a positive thought of the week because we gave the people the top 10 songs of the week. Gracias de Reggae 360. Okay? You have it. You have your top 10. You heard what we think. You heard every single one. We even played 11. You got JB's bonus pick of the week. And you got an amazing interview. And here's the time where we just get together and and share our collective minds and try to come up with some positive words to help you get it going until the next week. And I have a feeling this is going to be a really good one. I don't know what Brett's going to say. I don't know what Evan's gonna say. I don't even know what the hell I'm gonna say. But we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and not let that stop us. So, what do you guys want to do, man? You want to go ahead and uh, go into beast beast mode mode? Was that what it was?
2: Yeah, yeah. We talked about a little beast mode. Um, yeah, again, not at all. Uh, I don't want to say not prepared, but I don't feel right writing any of the positive thoughts of the week down because I don't feel like I got anything to preach to anybody um, other than experience and, and what comes to mind at the time. And, you know, we all do what we do, how we do it. And of course that had nothing to do with anybody else and their positive thoughts. But what I would say is today was a day and a conversation that um, I truly never thought I would have. Um, this so I, I guess the thought the positive thought is don't ever sell yourself short. Um, don't think that something's not possible because maybe you don't even know what that is, but the more you limit yourself and think that you can't do something, you don't know what it is you can actually do. And we talked about the influence of Bradley Knoll on, you know, this this genre and how it's helped pioneer everything. And personally, I mean, I just I've had Uh, daily inspiration from the music and what has transpired from the contributions to the music. So having a chance to talk to a family member, having a chance to talk about her brother, not the front man of Sublime, who was also the front man of Sublime, was a cool conversation. And um, not limiting the thoughts to what it could be or what the conversation would be based on around or, or even having the opportunity to talk to her. And not overthinking it, I guess, and just being able to be present to see what can happen. So don't don't limit yourself. Would be my positive thought of the week, because uh, you never know one day you're going to be talking to the the legacy of of legends.
0: Hell yeah, dude! It was truly a surreal moment. Bradley Noel to me represents Noel. Sorry, represents <laughs> like. I can't even describe it. It's like, you know, the first time people heard rock and roll music. I mean, I was just a little dumb kid out in Iowa trying to grow up and figure myself out and, you know, coming to my own. And I, you know, I was, didn't really, you know, I was a different person. And I heard sublime man. it was, you know, it just changed me, man. It gave me energy. It was so cool, man. It was just like some couldn't really describe And And Bradley Noel just embodied that. And, yeah, Brett, like you said, man, to get to talk to Kelly Knowles, is just it's an honor, man. So, yeah, man, like you said, don't say yourself short, man. That's epic, epic. A hell of a conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yvonne. JB.
0: What are you thinking, dude?
1: Man, me, what am I thinking? I mean, I feel like I wish we we could talk about that conversation more, but I've got to give a positive thought of the week. I mean, I mean, there was so much positivity just in that conversation. Like, just what a what a stoke-inducing conversation. And you know, I, I see you you eye rolling every time I say the word stoke. Now we we say the word stoke so often. No, um, I love it. But I mean, man, it's just super exciting. Anyways, my positive thought is actually related uh, more to something else from this podcast. So we we listen to a song listen to cup of coffee from sensi trails and i was just thinking like i don't know that chorus like just has the vibe of a good morning like you just feel it even regardless of the lyrics it's just like like man you know that morning where you just you know what's going to happen for the day or even if you don't you're just like cool comfortable and confident and i just want to cultivate that for myself tomorrow morning like if i can find a way to get up tomorrow morning just a little earlier just to have like that 15 minutes where I don't have to do anything, I'm not in a rush, and I can just sit and do my thing before I get my day going. I think that'll be just a place of happiness and positivity for me before the rest of my day goes, where I just go uh, totally off the wire and I I lose my my total vibrational center. So I don't know. That's that's my positive thought. It's for tomorrow. I want to wake up tomorrow and just give myself 15 minutes in the morning to just be cool and sit down for a second. Dude, listen to a cup of coffee by Scentsy Trails, maybe. I don't want to copy. I don't know. I know that's your alarm for tomorrow already. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> I was going to make a joke about it. I was waking up to the same alarm, uh, but I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> we'll cut that out. Um, that was sick, man. That was a great positive thought of the week, Evan. I appreciate that, man. I hope that happens. I hope that comes to fruition for you. And I'll tell you what my positive thought of the week is, dude. I really... You know how people will say like they're holding on by a thread? Evan, you know that expression? Absolutely. Well, that's how I feel, man. I really just, I'm fucking stressed out, dude. I'm feeling negative. I'm hanging on by a thread, dude. And You know, I try to think like what's thinner than a thread? What's the thinnest thing that I could use as an analogy for what I'm hanging on? Evan, what do you think the thinnest thing that I could say I'm hanging
1: on by would be I feel like you've already got it googled I'm thinking maybe like maybe like a spider's web is pretty solid but there's got to be something thinner yeah
0: well let me tell you man you're right dude you know me too well Um, the thinnest thing in the world (laughs) that's what I googled and I and I found this thing called graphene probably saying that wrong Um, but basically it's invisible to the naked eye it is the thinnest material ever discovered a sheet of graphene is a thousand times thinner than a human hair. Okay. That's what I'm hanging on by Evan. All right. And that's okay. That's okay, man. That's all right. Because there's something else you need to know about graphene Evan. Okay. It's also one of the most strongest materials in the world. It's one of the most pliable materials in the world. OK, it's not only one of the hardest materials in the world, Evan, it's not going to fucking break. OK, I'm holding on by some goddamn graphene. So, yeah, it might be a little bit, but that shit is not going anywhere, man. I'm going to hold on to that fucking thread of graphene like and I'm probably saying it wrong, but like my life depends on it, man, because it does. And guess what, man, it might be a little bit and that might just be how I'm feeling today, but the thing ain't breaking, dude. OK, and that's my mentality. Okay, strong, pliable, hard, like some motherfucking graphene, dude. That's my positive thought of the week. Yeah, dude, that's how I feel. So, uh, man, I just appreciate you guys. I had fun. This is a great episode. This is an amazing episode. I hope it changed lives. It definitely changed mine. Um, and I got nothing else, man. Hey, You guys want to say something to wrap this thing up or what?
2: No. Thank you guys for being here. It was a good time. As always appreciate you guys listening and sharing and spreading the word about this podcast because it's a labor of love and the more people can hear it, the more messages we can hopefully spread out there. So uh, yeah, man. Thank you guys for being here.
0: Big smoke. Big smoke.
2: Big smoke.
5: Peace, Peace.
2: Peace.